and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the Professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema, and this week we are doing kind of a special thing and taking a little time out of our day to sit down and talk about the Avengers and the Avengers Age of Ultron. We decided with the anticipation being so high and the hype being so great for the Avengers Infinity Gauntlet, we would start out movie our movie theme of the month with Avengers and talk about these two movies. Um, but before we dig into those movies, Diggs, I just want to congratulate you on your recent success on Reddit. I know that you just made the, oh, you just made the front we page of Reddit. I thought we were going to talk about it and you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first off, I just want to thank the Academy. Um, thank my parents. Uh, thank my girlfriend. <laughs> I think most of all, um, he put a picture of his girlfriend on Reddit and he made the front page. Yeah. I, I honestly, I don't do Reddit very much. Um, but Dave and I started a professor Jones Reddit page and, uh, there was a picture that I took from my dungeons and dragons, uh, campaign that I have going on with some friends. And, uh, I just thought it was really funny. It kind of looked like a college prep like advertisement or something. So I posted it on Reddit and, uh, within like four hours now it's gotten like 12,000 things blown up. It's insane. Upvotes. Amazing. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. It's been hilarious. I've so. been on Reddit for like five years and I've never gotten that many upvotes in my entire, already, it's insane. This is already like tombstone worthy as like my claim to fame. Yeah. This life. is like the top, <laughs> one of the top three best things that's ever going to happen to you. And your <laughs> life. To us. I mean, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, check out our Reddit account, professor Jones 23. Apparently it's blown up. So in that, apparently it's bumping. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Um, but yes, we're both very excited to talk about the Avengers, and we're we're gonna skip a bro down today because we're gonna talk about two movies. So this podcast is probably gonna be long enough. Um, I just want to talk about pretty much the lead up to the first Avengers film, and uh, I think that the the story of Marvel Studios and what they did here is fairly genius. Um, before this point, I think in Iron Man, Iron, Iron Man came out in what two thousand eight, and that was one of the Something most like that. One yeah. of the most successful successful movies, superhero movies that there ever has been, um, right alongside uh, the Dark Knight, and those both came out in 2008, I believe. And it's kind of funny that those both came out in 2008. Um, I think 2007 we saw Spider Man three, and Batman Begins had been right before that, which was kind of revival yeah. of the character of Batman. But um, some of the X Men movies hadn't been as fantastic. I believe the Last Stand kind of sucked right right along there. So it was kind of Kind of this limbo it was like period. The reboot. Yeah, kind of this limbo period of like, what what role are superhero films gonna gonna play in uh, in the film industry, and uh, can can we make a good superhero film, and can it can it do well uh, in the box office? And suddenly, Iron Man comes out, and it just blows everybody away, as well as Dark Knight, and it's like, oh, okay, superhero superhero well, movies I, are back in. It's gonna be. I think it's what big. those movies did is, and I, I think Spider Man did this as well, but it kind of took away that hokey pokey feeling that a lot of the earlier superhero movies had, you well, know, like the earlier like Batmans. The, the, uh, yeah. Uh, the Joel Schumacher Batmans, you know, the Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, they had just totally tarnished the name of superhero movies because they're just, they're just so hokey and gimmicky and just silly, you know? Yeah, and, that's, that's a good word to describe it. 
just silly. They are. Like, they're okay. silly movies. Um, and I think that these movies are silly, but they're, they're silly in a different way. And they're, and they, they carry a lot of respect and they're, they're sweet movies. So anyway, I mean, uh, they start this thing off in, in 2008 with Iron Man and I was blown away by that movie. We both have said that that's our favorite. Same Z's. Yeah, it's our favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Easy. And so, uh, that movie, but at the end they have Nick Fury do this thing intro the Avengers and I remember sitting in theaters being like what and so you know, know you get on the like, internet and you do cool. a little research and you're like whoa they're really leading into something else here and so then the Captain America came in and well, then, then the Hulk came out <laughs> oh yeah and then Hulk and then sucked. they hit us with the Hulk which was Hulk just sucked. incredible <laughs> yeah that was a bad movie yeah I remember going to that I was living in Portland at that time bring back Banna you know what I mean? Oh man, baby! <laughs> I remember Eric Bana and that other. Who, I don't. I can't remember who directed that movie, but that that movie was good. I liked that whole movie. It actually wasn't bad. I'd like to rewatch that one. Maybe it's not that good, and I just remember not. liking it because I was way younger when that movie came out. But it also it did oh, have it did have Jennifer Connelly in it, and I mean. You hand me anything with Jennifer Connelly. Are we going to split hairs here? <laughs> Am I wrong? She's amazing. Uh, I love Jennifer yeah, Connelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's beautiful and a beautiful mind. Um, but, yeah. And then, oh, somebody else was. That's beside the point. So, those movies come out. Iron Man's great. Captain America was fine. I actually recently rewatched it and it was, it's pretty fun. It's a good movie. And then it's, yeah, Hugo weaving, you know, yeah, the I Red's cool. He's fun. You sure. put him in there and it's going to be an all right movie. Yeah. And then, uh, Thor, which mm-hmm. should have been just a catastrophe. That movie should be horrible. Like there's no mm-hmm. way that Thor should work, but it's actually a really good movie. And so yeah, it, it worked fine. Thor yeah. was great. Iron Man two, not so hot. Um, but it's still fun. I still enjoyed. Yeah. I still enjoyed Iron Man too. Uh, but at this point, uh, this guy, Kevin Feige, who's the president of Marvel studios, he's been piecing it all together and it's all leading to the Avengers. And so most of us that have been paying attention to these movies are thinking, is this going to play out? And is it actually going to work? You know, if you bring this many big hitters and this many superheroes into one movie, is it actually going to be good or is it going to be too cluttered? What's going to happen here? And so the Avengers comes out and I was, I was totally anticipating this movie to be just an absolute, uh, like I, I just didn't think it was going to be that good. I thought it was gonna be fine. You know what I mean? Like all the other Marvel movies up to that point had been kind of like, eh, Iron Man two was a disappointment. So I was just like, I I don't know what this is going to be like. Um, but I also realized that Joss Whedon was going to be the director and he wrote the script as well. And Joss Whedon. What is, else had he done? Like Firefly? Yeah, he had done Firefly and then he had done. Um, what's that? Oh, tight. I can't remember the name of that show, but he also did Cabin in the Woods, which I think I think might have been like the same year is this or maybe even oh yeah he that. did do cabin in the woods um but joss whedon he's got plenty plenty under his belt and he's he's quite quite amazing um so there there was some hope there but i went i remember going into this in theaters and thinking like yeah this will be fun this will be cool and i walked out of the theaters being like that was one of the best movies i've ever seen in my entire life like yeah. the the first avengers film is i think i talked about this on on a quiet place you know i don't want to bring the word perfect into a movie but the avengers is about 
about as perfect as it gets. I don't think there's ever been a movie that just hits on every single note that you wanted to hit. It's totally like it's got all the badass superhero elements that you need in a flick like this. And it's got the serious tone to it that it needs, but it never goes too serious. There's complete joke, like this whole joke and comedic aspect to it. That is, it was far funnier than I was anticipating it being. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then it yeah, takes the all of the hokey, like weird Thor and like galaxy stuff that just, it just plays it out in such a good way. Um, that I, I just could not believe it when I walked out of it. I was like, man, that was such an amazing movie. And I, I think same. And here. I want to say most it, of it's a large part of that is that it is so funny and like the action is mm-hmm. awesome, but it, it never like the pacing of it is incredible and never, you never get bored in that film. There's never a moment when you, you start to, to feel like you don't, you let, when's it, where's this going up and let, let's get to the end here. You know, definitely. It just, definitely. it just stays, it stays on pace the whole time. And so the first Avengers is amazing. I love, I love the first Avengers movie and it's the second best in the Marvel cinematic universe. And I don't know, it'd probably be in like my top 50 favorite movies. I would say maybe. Yeah. Top, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about top 30, but, um, so yeah, the first time I went to it, I had a great experience watching it. Um, how was, how was your first experience seeing the, the first Avengers? Well, honestly, uh, what you were pretty years ago, you would have yeah, been pretty I mean, young, wouldn't you? I was probably like a junior in high school or something. Well, 2012. Um, so you'd have been, oh, Avengers been was 2012. So I was probably like eight years old or something. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So like 20. Um, yeah, I remember just loving it. Um, but now that I've watched it a few times, I just hate it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> really no, doesn't have think- any rewatch value. Yeah, I just I can't get on board with what you're saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's it's really a hard movie not to like. It's it's incredible what they did and I have so much respect for Marvel for bringing all these characters together. I think what really worked about this movie is they didn't decide to go off planet too much. They show kind of Thanos and and uh and and Loki doing their thing, but it's kind of just in like this little star area. They don't decide to go back to, uh, uh, to Asgard. They don't decide to separate from the matters that are at, that are at hand on earth. And I think that's a really big deal on this film. Um, also having key players like Iron Man and giving him the respectable amount of screen time and dialogue helps a ton. Having a character like Robert Downey Jr. in this film. Um, and I think that's another perk of like Spider-Man homecoming, you know, he, his, his persona, his character adds so much to a film. And then you're adding three new characters that, I mean, all of them have their own thing. You add Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, that she's super bad. Hey, you know, like she's super awesome, kind of gritty, has this cool character that you've never met. They kind of expand on her a little bit. And then you get the best Hulk that personally I've seen. Um, you know, throughout this movie, you get, you get enough Hulk smash, you know what I mean? You get enough of that. And, uh, Hawkeye, clearly he was kind of, um, in, in the back works of this and they focus on him a little bit in, in, in Ultron more, which we'll talk about. But, um, I think overall they just pieced it together so beautifully and the, uh, the climax of the movie, it just, it all just worked so well. It touches on the emotions, touches on the humor. Um, and, 
And like you said, I think you're exactly right. Like from the beginning of this movie, it doesn't skip a beat. It just kind of, yeah. it picks up, and it picks and up and, and it just, it takes off and immediately, um, you did mention something there though. Like, and that's something to be noted as well. Uh, first off the feel of the, the feel of this movie, a lot of that is Joss Whedon, like the credit and Robert Downey Jr. Um, uh, Joss Whedon gets the credit for making this movie what it is, but also Robert Downey Jr. is amazing. And uh, also a lot of credit goes to John Favreau because he directed the first Iron Man and Iron Man two. And he kind of set, uh, he set a good tone for what the feel of these Marvel movies should be. And so I think that John Favreau should get a lot of credit for how successful these films are, but Robert Downey Jr. Man, I mean, he, he is the character of Tony Stark. Like he is so, yes, freaking good he gets in to that just role play himself i feel like yeah yeah <laughs> like you and see so interviews like of you, him and you're like you're tony stark yeah and so you know that you know that that character is going to be great going in and there's no and there's no fear there and so then you have chris evans playing captain america and you have chris hemsworth playing thor and you have those guys in their movies and you know what you're getting out of them but you're like how are they going to play off of those guys you've seen scarlett johansson she pops up in iron man 2 okay cool she's fine whatever um and then jeremy renner barely popped up in thor and so that was that was yep. he was fine in that too um but they, you know, obviously they replaced uh, Ed Norton and they brought in Mark, Mark Ruffalo, the great white Edward Buffalo. Norton. Ed, Ed Norton. <laughs> <I> said Norton. <laughs> no, um, no, who's the, who, who am I thinking of? The name, last name Norton, uh, the old, the older, older gentleman. Dang it. I'll figure it out. I can't remember. He was, he was in that original Hulk movie that we were talking about. The one with Eric Bana. Oh. He was the bad guy. He was like his dad that was like, I don't know, had it's electricity like Chris powers. Norton or something like that. No, it's it's Mark a, Knowlton, it's Dan a, Knowlton, it's Brian a giant, Knowlton, giant movie star. He's a Hold giant me. man. No, he's Andre, Andre the giant, I, Andre the giant, BFG. <laughs> Hold on. He has to look up Knowlton now. You're taking up my time as well as the listeners' time here. What's going on? It's Nick Nolte. What was I thinking? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Several letters, just apart. way, way off. Um. Anyway, Mark Ruffalo comes into the fray here in this movie, and I think that his portrayal of the Hulk might be one of the biggest reasons why this movie is so successful because Absolutely. you, the, the first Hulk movie sucked and it's like, whatever, you know, that's fine. Um, but this whole movie's great, but the addition of having the Hulk in it and Mark Ruffalo playing Bruce Banner, I don't know, man, he's so good. I love Mark Ruffalo in this movie. He really like is. he's so freaking he works awesome. Really well. Yeah. So, uh, I, anyway, I think that I just think that your they, favorite Mark Ruffalo movie on three. One, two, three, 13 going on 30. I couldn't think of the name, but it's, yeah, I was going to say 13, 13, 13 going on 30 because that's what you would have said. But in reality, it's just like heaven with Reese Witherspoon. Ooh, it's a good one. Um, I know Mark Ruffalo has been in something else that I really like. Oh, Foxcatcher. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, it's such okay. a weird movie. Um, it's good. Foxcatcher is my favorite movie. Yeah. Easily top five. Um, anyway, so, but let's talk about the intro. We, this is all spoilers. So if you're listening to this, 
and you haven't seen these movies, just stop listening to our podcast. Don't listen to another and episode. Go to your nearest <laughs> movie rental store and buy it or rent it. And watch it. Watch but no, it. I mean like in a more, more permanent. If you haven't seen either of these movies, then like just don't even worry about it. Yeah. Um anyway, so the the intro to this movie, it starts out and you have Nick Fury and they're messing around with the uh the all spark. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so much like the all spark from um it Transformers, but it's the Tesseract. Yeah. And uh I think and this is like one of my first notes is that the Loki intro is so tight, man. Like Oh, it really is. Yeah. Because when Jeremy Renner comes down and he's like uh you know, there any interference, any interference isn't coming from this side. And uh, Nick Fury's like this side. He's like, oh yeah, is a portal to portal to outer space to another world. Stands the reason that there's somebody on the other side. And then Loki shows up, and it's just he has the best intro ever. Like he oh, shows up immediately, offs so many dudes, Everybody. and then. He intro he introduces himself to Nick Fury and he's like, My name is Loki and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. That's like one of my favorite lines in the whole freaking thing. Burdened with glorious purpose. It's fantastic. I wish I could say that. I mean I need to put as that as like my Facebook headline. Burdened with glorious purpose. You should. <laughs> that should be like your new your new thing or something. I don't know. That sounds great. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But so they they introduce the bad guy first, and I think that that's a great a great way to intro the movie, and you kind of get Dark Knight. Good. Call. Yeah. Good. Good point. Good point. Uh, but Tom Hiddleston, he he destroys it as Loki. And I still think that they haven't really found a bad guy in the Marvel cinematic universe. That was as good as Loki is because Loki is mm-hmm. so good. And he was pretty good in Thor. Um, I thought that he did a pretty great job in that original movie, but in this, like he's on another level and yeah, he, he just it. does not have a good bone in his body, you know, and it, that guy <laughs> just does not have a good bone in his body. Um, yeah, he is a uh, Loki. He is the best, uh, uh, like low know. dash I key. Be, I got yeah. you. Um, no, he is incredible. And you know, I, maybe Thanos will be better, but the thing is with Thanos, it's like, uh, okay, you have Josh Brolin. He's going to do a great job acting obviously, but you have CGI all over him. It's not what he looks like with Loki. At least you're getting that authentic human raw performance from him. Right. And I think that's what, you know, that's just, that's a huge part of it. And he just, yeah, he killed it, man. Like that look that he gives when he first, you know, like kind of the dust settles and he looks up and kind of gives that, yeah, that little like smirk thing that he does. Uh, doesn't get much better than that. You know? No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. So I, I think that he gets full props for being the best villain in Marvel so far. So good on you, mate. Um, <laughs> I know, you know, the thing, here's a big thing about this movie though. I mean, just to start off a complaint, uh, I don't care about shield. Like I just do not care about anything. Oh, I know. Like, yeah. Kobe smolders is fine. Like I can't, I, Who's I just, that? she's the, like a oh. Fury's like right hand woman. See, I don't, I, in, uh, in how I met your mother, I never, she was the one that I never really liked. And, uh, same with the Avengers. I just couldn't. <laughs> I just don't enjoy her. I just don't. I feel bad saying it. Oh, me you too. Know? I mean, I, it's like, I feel guilty saying it, but 
I just don't really enjoy her. And especially in this movie, it's just like, this is just, I'm just tired of seeing her. I don't know. And everything she says, like we have a rogue, rogue fighter. Uh, liftoff is not authorized. Just too serious. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just, just too serious. She, is, like, come she on. might be too serious or something. It just, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't work for me. Nick Fury is gotten sold, but, um, in this, he's fine. He's great in this. Do you think he's going to be in infinity war? Did he die yet? He hasn't died in any of the films, has he? See, he like died, but he keeps coming back. I feel like he's died twice or something. <laughs> no, he just died in. <laughs> no, he, he died in uh, Civil Winter or, Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah, yeah, Winter Soldier. He died and then he comes back. So uh, yeah, I think that he's. Gosh, definitely... when he came back, I was like, come on. <laughs> I know you're like, oh, I don't want him back. It's true. Like as much as I love furious. Samuel L. Jackson, he's done a great service to the film community, and he's made some awesome movies in his day, but. It's just oversaturation. You know, it's like, I'm tired it's of like seeing. The rock. Yeah. And it's not Nick Fury. It's just Sammy J. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, it's fine though. In this movie, he's great. I love him in this movie. Um, so that's great. I, the shield stuff is awesome in this movie, but I think it's just later on. I get so tired of all the shield stuff mm-hmm. and it kind of gets old. And so yeah. when I watch this movie, that stuff kind of irritates me a little bit more, but for the most part, it's pretty great. Um, yeah. I think when I first saw it, it didn't bug me nearly as much. No, exactly. I when I first like, saw this movie, I was like, Oh, the cool, Avengers stuff. Fun, you yeah. know? But then again, I, like this is one of those things that we talked about. Um, like when in last Jedi, for instance, you know, they're talking about, uh, the first order and it's like, Oh, the first order wins in last Jedi. Like that's a ama- you know, like, that's building up the bad guy. And it's like, I don't actually care about the first order. Like that's not the bad guy mm-hmm. I care about. And in this, it's like, I don't actually care about shield. I care about the Avenger, like the Avengers, you know, I care about all these characters. Like shield is just a means to an end. So mm-hmm. any, any focus that goes on to shield, I am completely not interested in unless there's one of the Avengers present. You know what I mean? Yeah. And exactly. even with like, uh, like, uh, 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 Natasha Romanoff, uh, Scarlett Johansson's yeah. character, uh, yeah. her or Jeremy Renner, Renner's character. It's like, it's fine. You know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I agree. But you need somebody else in that scene to carry it. Yeah. Because just nothing matters without any of the other big players. Surprisingly, Chris Evans really carries himself. Well, I think that when he first was cast and I saw the original captain America, I was like, yeah, he's pretty good. But, uh, when you rewatch the Avengers, like, that opening scene where he's punching the bag and he's like laying into it and then he like he hits it off the hook then he grabs another bag and clips it back on and starts punching that one um there's something about him that i just i really i just hop on board i'm like cool that's captain america like i'm i it's like i'm completely convinced to the idea that that guy is captain america obviously we've seen him as that role forever but um you know like black widow i sometimes i don't hop on to uh uh scarlett johansson too much sometimes i don't get on board with jeremy renner um very much but like chris evans i just i stay locked in with him as that character no totally i agree and he's also got um he was the human torch in fantastic four so he's got two superheroes under his belt now so fun um but i think that that's like a big success in this movie in and Joss Whedon knowing how to, he knows what we're looking for out of a superhero movie. Um, because 
every single one of these characters ends up being fairly important to us. And he intros every single character in a way that makes them seem grandiose and epic. Um, and I think so it starts off with Chris Evans, Captain America doing the punching bag, breaking the punching bag. And you're kind of like, Oh sweet. Captain America's into the fray. And a big part of Captain America that I think is amazing in this movie and something that makes his character work so much is the fish out of water experience of, you know, the man out of time. He's this Mm -hmm. guy from the 1940s. that's now living in 2012 or whatever year this is supposed to be taking place in. And I think that that's a large success in this movie. And I remember at the beginning, at the end of captain America, I liked, I liked captain America. It was fine. Um, but when it gets to the end and he wakes up in the modern world and runs into times square, New York, I was like, Oh, that's tight. I know. That's awesome. I know. That's so cool. Um, so I think that that they, they really nailed his character and we'll talk about some of the, he has a couple really good lines in this film. Um, and then the next, the next intro I think is Iron Man. It shows him, uh, doing his whole, uh, repairing something underwater and there's some pretty epic yeah, music. He's, he's repairing like a big pipeline and then yeah. he just, he flies back into like Stark tower. Could you imagine you being that? like driving in New York and you just look up and Iron Man zips by, you'd be like, well, dude, <laughs> dude, imagine once Spider-Man gets going too. you're oh. seeing Iron Man. And then you see some like web slinging, amazing Spider-Man. Dum, 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 dum. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Does. Sorry. I got really into that. Um, yeah. You see some like web slinger going over the city. Pretty Pretty sweet, dude. <laughs> Pretty sweet, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just think about that, dude. It'd be pretty sweet. Was I supposed to laugh? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Just move on, please. <laughs> but, and then, uh, and then Iron Man goes up to Stark Tower, and he gets a call from what's his name, Phil Coulson, Jarvis. <laughs> no, it's Phil Coulson. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that guy, agent, yeah. whatever, Agent Smith of the Marvel Universe, uh-huh. um, except for good Agent Smith, except for good. Um, yeah, and. He's like saying that he needs to meet and he's like, I'm actually out. And he's, I love the scene of getting, you know, the Iron Man seat is being, Iron Man suit is being taken off him as he walks in. That's pretty sweet. Then he meets up with everybody's favorite Pepper Potts. He's wearing jean shorts in this scene. Uh, Never, I always thought that was weird. I just thought she looked like too. You just thought the jean shorts were weird, huh? I did. I think she looks too cash for me. I think she looks too casual in that moment for it's me. It's true. You are in New York City. Yeah. Who wears jean shorts in New York City? I mean, maybe. I don't know. It just seemed, I don't know. There's something about Pepper Potts in that scene. Do you think, that, okay, so it's a huge city, okay? Big population. I know it's cold there right now, probably. What is maybe the population getting, of New York? Like 8 million? Something. Probably. But can I ask you a question? Do you think there's one person there wearing jean shorts right now? Probably has in to In New be, York? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I would wager that one percent is wearing jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a lot of people if you think about it. Yeah, it'd be like I don't know, eighty thousand. Uh oh, uh oh, yeah. 
God, 80,000 people are wearing jean shorts that right now in New York. That seems a little high. Maybe <laughs> 0.1%. Seem <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so many people. <laughs> but then, uh, then Jarvis comes in and he has mm-hmm. the, he seems to have dismantled my Crumberry. <laughs> I love, I love that line. Yeah. He says something about his protocol, I think is what he's, the word he's going for. But then he says cranberry. And I always thought that, that made me laugh. Um, I, Tony Stark. And this is, this is where the one-liners begin. This movie like starts out really serious and stuff. And then Tony Stark comes in and security breach like that part. Yeah. I, I don't know. He has so many good like zingers in this just immediate. And in, in his in introduction scene alone, it's like every line of his is so smart. So I don't know. And that's, and that's the thing that a lot of that, a lot of the credit goes to Joss Whedon because almost every single line of dialogue in this movie is necessary and either like you know explaining the context in the movie um or it's funny or it's just serving a very it's serving a very good purpose and and it's a Mm -hmm. meaningful line of dialogue like there's nothing in this movie that's unnecessary and it's so oh it's so good man and so tony 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 stark every single line that comes out of his mouth in this movie is funny for the most part um yeah and then i like i like how he you know pepper Potts pretty much tells him that he's he's got to do homework and so he stays home uh then scarlett johansson she comes in with the black widow intro and this you know i'm in the middle of it i'm in the middle of an interrogation this idiot's giving me everything it's like okay it's great it was pretty funny it's cute it's a fun scene but then is this when you go to the hulk yeah yeah they say, okay. I'm going to need you to bring in the big guy. And then she's like, uh, you know, Stark doesn't like me. And he's like, not that big guy. And then she goes, oy vey. Oy vey. And then, um, you know, he's like a doctor somewhere in uh, Calcutta. Somewhere. No, I, I don't Calcutta, know where he yeah. is. <laughs> I have no idea where he's at. <laughs> Basketball. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's like helping people, sick people. This little girl comes and tries to get him. And he believes her and then goes to some like safe house. And uh, he's like, you probably have me surrounded. She's like, it's just you and me. But I love that aspect of it because you kind of get the feel of like, geez, like he must really be a monster. And you kind of saw it in the Tony Stark scene. You see like a little flash on the computer screen of a Hulk doing something crazy. Well, Um, it's still the same stuff as like that first Hulk movie. Like that's still that's still part of the canon. Like that's still what happened. Is it but, really? So, so they just, they stick with that, that story. Yeah. He's, he's supposed to be the same character. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not the, not the Eric Bana movie, but the other one, not the Nick Nolte, <laughs> not the Nick Nolte, like Michael Bolton, <laughs> um, not the Michael Bolton franchise. Hulk star. Um, but I yeah, like anyway. that scene. I think it's, I think it's good. It's good. Um, Mark Ruffalo. Again, I think he's the best person to play the Hulk and he does a fantastic job here. So, and they they do a good intro. Obviously, we can't see the Hulk doing anything until he really loses his cool. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll see then it kind of I mean, not to jump forward, but it kind of goes straight to that like big ship thing that hovers above the earth and stuff. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that thing? And choosing uh, to have jump with the gun there. Um okay. I mean, I can give my thoughts on that. It's fine. Again, I will state None of the shield stuff matters to me. Yeah, like it's just, there it is. And it's it's a good plot point and it's a good device for carrying the story where it needs to go. Um, when that thing takes off into the sky and goes invisible, it's not like I'm sitting there going, 
wow, that's my favorite part of the movie. The fact that they had an aircraft carrier that could fly. That's insane. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's fine. I don't really necessarily know if that's possible at this current time, but sure, whatever. Um, All the tech's cool in this, though. It's fun tech. I like it. Um, Always with Tony Stark, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he has a good line in Age of Ultron. We'll have to bring that up when we talk about that one. Um, But I I think that one of the best parts of the movie, though, is when Cap first goes to Germany because Loki is uh, trying to... What was was he doing? He was taking the eyeball of that guy so that Renner could get into something. They're already on the big ship by then. They're on the, the big ship and they're all together. And then Tony Stark's like, or so, or no, it's just Captain America and Black Widow on the ship. Right. And Nick Fury's like, Cap, you're up. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And you know, he, yeah, they're trying to get, um, the, what is it? Uridium? Yeah. 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 Like yeah. 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 Some sort of Uridium thing. That's like the strongest or vibranium vibranium. Yeah. They're trying to play cranium with some, there was a dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody forgot it. They had to bring it. Um, but that, that scene is, that scene is so good because it starts off and Loki was walking in there with a very nice orchestral piece playing in and this like high society, uh, like art gallery or something smashes this dude on the table, sucks his eye out. Oh, it's so good. It's like, it's so, it is, it's such a menacing scene for, for Loki and it totally introduces him in such a great way. And then he goes out there and tells all those people to kneel and like reproduces himself all the way around them. I said, Neil, is this not a better way, you know, and when they're subservient or whatever it is. And uh, it's such a great character moment for him. We will not and then, bow down to men like you or. Yeah, no, not to men like you. I'm all not to men. Like uh, that's that's what I couldn't stop thinking about, though, because this is in Germany. And so Loki's like sitting there yelling at all those people and they're just like. Guten Tag. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, I, don't know <laughs> I have no saying, idea dude. what he's saying. Cool um, costume. I don't <laughs> <laughs> like. They're like speak German, dude. No, I mean I've Where's been, I've been, I've been to Germany, and more people speak English than you'd expect. But I still don't know. Like that large crowd. Maybe they'd all speak English. They're pretty high society. And I've seen movies about Germany and usually they're in English. So. <laughs> usually they have English <laughs> subtitles. So I just uh, assume that's what happens in real life. You, st- I think it's probably, you speak to somebody like, from Germany and then I little words just pop up. Yeah. Based on the movies that I've watched my entire life, everybody in the world speaks English. So. Everybody speaks some form of English. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, and then he goes to kill that, you know, let your elder uh, fall as an example. Mm. And then Cap drops down and saves the day. And I love, I love that Last scene. Last time I saw somebody standing above everybody else in Germany, everybody kneeling, one person standing above everybody else. We tended to disagree or whatever it is. Good line. Oh, cap. Good scene. Good, line. Good old cap, old fashioned. Love it. Um, and so then cap kind of has his momentary standoff with Loki. And we see that he kind of holds his own against Loki just by himself. And then freaking ACDC just starts playing. Agent Romanoff overrides the system. <laughs> Did you miss me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Iron Man just shows up. He's so slick. He's so stylish. He Every time you see that guy. And he, he just... owns Loki on his first hit. Just like, boom, just like yeah. nails him. Your move reindeer games. Such a good line too. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. I just, and they capture him. They get him. Yeah. But that was his plan all along. 
Oh. <laughs> which we'll talk about that later because there's something that like severely takes me off in this movie. Um, but, and then they're in the thing and here comes Thor's big intro. Like I said, everybody has their entrance and it's great. Renner was at the very beginning, but he's already been, you know, had his mind taken away from him. And so then Romanoff asks, what's the matter, Loki? Afraid of a little, th- afraid of a little lightning? I'm not overly fond of what follows. Yeah, see, that's the good line. So good. Every single line in this movie is poetic and, and beautiful. And Thor just pops in and rips him out and jumps off. Yeah. And see, okay, so Iron Man follows and jumps out. I have says, a plan. To, you know, we need a plan of it. Stark, we need a plan of attack. I have a plan. Attack. Gosh, attack. does it get any better? Uh, Captain America, Captain, I think I'd sit this one out. These guys are basic. These guys are from the stories. They're basically like gods. Pretty sure there's only one God, man, when he doesn't dress like that. I mean, yeah. give me see, a break. That entire scene is just. Pretty sure there's only one God, man. And he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> and he jumps out. You're like, yes, <laughs> go cap. I know. I remember sitting in theaters like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> is anybody else seeing this? I'm getting like, like yeah, freaking, I'm getting right like goosebumps just thinking about this movie now. I just want to go watch it again. Every time I watch I'm this not, movie, I just want to watch yeah. it again. Oh, I didn't like it, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then the next i think the next scene what do you think about this this next little bit i think that it's always kind of a question you know okay you get all these characters together you have iron man you have thor and you have captain america who would win in a fight right you know like that's always your biggest your always biggest question is who's more powerful and they do such a good job of like demonstrating that yes some of these characters are more powerful than others in different ways but they all can hold their own against each other and like exactly. Iron Man and Thor square off and it's pretty even it seems like yeah the and best then, dude the best part is like the you know hitting him with the lightning and then it's like all systems a hundred you know 490% yeah 400% power he's like well what do you know about that what do you know <laughs> yeah. about that <laughs> and just shoots him again it's like yeah. yes so good and then Captain America flies in and you know he wants them to break it up and tells him to put the hammer down and he's like uh no he loves a hammer bad idea and then he tries to hit him with the hammer blocks him with the shield and they're like dang this guy's crazy too dang this guy cray cray too we got nothing against him dude okay have you ever seen you've seen Parks and Rec right oh yeah do you remember the episode where Leslie is having some debate with somebody on TV? Yeah, it's, and they invite uh, everybody over to it's Pat Leslie's, Oswald, right? Uh, some something. Oh no, I'm but sorry, invite, I'm thinking of a different episode. Continue. They invite everybody over to Andy and April and Ben's house to like watch this debate, and the TV goes off. So Andy yeah. just talks like Rambo and like just just goes through movies. He's like, and then he was like, I have to go fight. And then like watching you just do that whole scene, and then Thor's like, No, I gotta use my hammer. Jumps up, boom, <laughs> hits the shield. <laughs> I know. Well, it's kind of like the difficult part of like, I was super excited to do this podcast, but it's also a difficult one to do because I can literally just sit here and walk through the entire plot and deliver the lines. Like at least, I don't know, know, like 60% correctly. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so difficult to walk. Player one, one for you. What? 
this would be a good Ready Player One type. Oh movie yeah, for you to, like, totally. Through, you know, no, really, I I know this. I think I know this movie pretty pretty dang well. Um, but yeah, so I think that that's like a big a big point in um in this movie is like you want to see what would happen if these characters fought each other, and so you you kind of get a taste of that right there, and it's mm-hmm. and it's really fun. Um, and also they have that quick conversation between Loki and Thor, and uh, you know, like you betrayed us, brother, and all that stuff, and it does like kind of tug on the heartstrings a little bit because. The relationship between Thor and Loki, he's just like, dude. Yeah, you still you're have that going on in the background, brother. Like, would you yep. just hop on board for a second and not always be a and bad guy? He never does. You get through all these movies, Thor Ragnarok, even. Oh, they partner up again. Oh, Loki's bad again. <laughs> oh, it's like, gosh. And he's in Infinity War, and he's in like the little group of bad minions that follow Thanos. So, right. It's going to be, he just is never, that guy doesn't have a good bone in his body. He doesn't have a good bone (laughs) in his body. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, he, uh, it's really interesting, man. Yeah. Um, He's terrible. But yeah, I I do like that, though. I do like how they have that aspect of it. They have the brotherly relationship because it kind of brings everything back home for Mm -hmm. you. Kind of touches the roots. So then. Which there isn't a lot of in this movie. Like family ties and stuff like that. I feel like you need to play on some emotion, especially in a movie like this. Yes, totally. Absolutely. Um, and the next part of the movie I think is, I think is very successful in that Loki's plan was to kind of break up the Avengers and try to get them to fight amongst one another. And you do kind of see the power struggle between guys like Captain America and Iron Man, who they're all kind of like fighting for King of the Hill because they all think that they're the best. You know what I mean? Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? Genius billionaire philanthropist, playboy philanthropist. Right? Uh, and then he says, I know guys with none of that worth 10 of you. I've seen the footage. The only thing you really fight for is yourself. You're not the guy to make the sacrifice play, to lay down on the wire and let the other guy crawl over you. I think I just cut I the I wire. Just, yeah. Keep going. Maybe I can get it all right. Always a way out. You know, you may not be the, be a threat, but you better stop pretending to be a hero. You're no hero. I can't remember what he says. You're no hero, uh, Rogers. Everything special about you came out of a bottle. Or did I jump the gun on that? Let's go a few rounds. No, that was pretty accurate, actually. Good job. I feel like I should give you a gold star. It was uh, a hero like you. You're a lab rat, Rogers. Everything special about you came out of a bottle. Dang, I was pretty close. All right, I'm there. Hey, I like this movie. Um, That's my brother. No, but I love that scene where they all start... uh, But that's like almost a little bit later Um, real quick because Robert Downey Jr. has the best intro when he walks in and they're all sitting there talking to each other, going over what Loki's plan is. And he's like, no, from no hard feelings, point break. You got a a mean swing. And then he raises the top mast. That man is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, <laughs> but we did. That whole monologue right there yeah. is freaking amazing. Like the best. He takes intro. control. Yeah, you know, he immediately assumes control of the the situation. He does. He immediately takes control, and then what does he say? Something. He's going over what Loki's plan is, and. Did nobody do the readings? <laughs> you know that line? <laughs> was I the only one that did the reading? I love that line, too. Like, that one's that And then one's he, he great. covers his eye, and he's like, how does Fury even see these? Because there's, like, the two screens. Yeah, sounds exhausting. <laughs> sounds exhausting. 
Yeah, no, that that whole scene is that whole scene is fantastic, and then him and Mark Ruffalo have kind of their little bromance, which I think is great because they are the two smartest men in the room, and I think that I think it's nice to have another character kind of offset Tony Stark's brilliance because mm-hmm. he always is like the tech guy in the room that will be the smartest person, but Mark Ruffalo totally stands and Bruce Banner is another scientist in somewhat of a different um different field but he stands his own when it comes to having intellectual conversations so mm-hmm. i really i really like the dynamic between those two and when they're kind of sitting there toying together with the with the, his staff and messing with the tesseract and all that and um they're talking about what shields doing and building weapons of mass destruction and all that you know and he's like come on steve be honest doesn't any of this feel a little off to you um Mark Ruffalo, while he doesn't take the same approach that Tony Stark does, he still is kind of a little bit turned off by what's happening mm-hmm. with shield as well. And he's not quite as trusting as, uh, captain America is. So I really, I really enjoyed pretty much all of that. Um, which I don't know. Is there anything you want to add to any of that? I mean, we kind of can breeze through a lot of this stuff just cause yeah, I think no, we need I mean, to get yeah, to all, some of the bigger, the bigger parts. This is okay. So this is one of the parts of the movie that I really hate. Uh, no, that scene between Loki and black widow, where oh, okay. the interrogation when mm-hmm. they talk about her ledger being full and all of that stuff and she starts crying and Loki, you know, seems to be manipulating her and then he brings up you brought the monster on board and she's like um so that's your play banner that's your play thank you for your cooperation and walks out of the room and acts like she just won i was like you did not just win that like you did not prevent any of what he was going to do. And, and by knowing what his plan was, you didn't prevent it either. That just, it's true. It's true. I she just did not get about why it. she thought that she won that, like won that dialogue. He totally just pinpointed everything that's wrong with her past. And yeah, that you didn't, you don't care, but it's not like you learned any new information. Mm-hmm. It's like, you should, you should have realized that anyway. I don't know. It just seemed weird. And then she goes into that room and adds fuel to the fire when Bruce Banner wasn't doing anything wrong. It goes, do you want to think about removing yourself from that situation? And Bruce Banner goes, uh, I was pretty far removed on my own. You're the one that brought me on here. And it just completely yeah, and negates that gets, entire yeah, scene. He gets mad. Oh, it's so stupid, man. That that's the one part of this movie that like, I, it just, it just made it, pl- it played it like she was successful in that scene, but she really wasn't, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a criticism that I have. Uh, but then well, tell me how, I mean, how, how else do you feel about that scene? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's about it. It just well, seems. Tell me how you feel. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, you know, my shoulder kind of hurts. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, it just kind of reminds me of some things. <laughs> like, so well. um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my lower back has kind of been, but no and so at that point here comes like the best it's so this is what's funny in the next scene renner comes in and he blows up this half the ship and he's going to break loki out or whatever and literally what happens between captain america and iron man is they fix the ship Mm -hmm. and it's so entertaining 
It is. Yeah. yeah he, and he flies around and they, it's like, know, they, gets a propeller going. It's like, I would just but, love to see the meeting where they were talking about that. It's like, Oh, okay. So Banner's going to turn into the Hulk and Thor and him are going to duke it out, which is something that everybody wants to see. And I love that whole sequence and that's great. Uh, and then black widow is going to be kind of scarred from what just happened to the Hulk. And, um, but then let's just, what should, what should Iron Man and Captain America be doing? Well, just have them, they'll, they'll just fix the ship easy <laughs> and we can and we can make that work easily yeah with the no boundaries from these characters yeah. you know yeah oh i love it it's great yeah. and it works out great and i love i love that line it's also that fish out of water thing um with captain america when he's like open that panel what do you see some seems to run on some form of electricity <laughs> yeah. seems to for, run on some form of electricity i love that too that's so good it's so funny because you would you would have no idea and i wouldn't if i opened that up i'd be like i don't know there's a couple of fuses man something it's a lot of just wires and they're lit up <laughs> yeah. I have no idea it seems to run on some form of electricity. That is such a good line. It's beautiful. It's great. Um, what do you think about the Thor and the Hulk fight, though? Pretty fun. Yeah, it's great up until Thor, or sorry, the Hulk literally just jumps out of a window onto this guy's plane and rips him out. Oh. And he, well, he presses eject, and then the Hulk catches him and throws him, and then the Hulk goes down. That is just so crazy. I was like, oh my gosh. Can you I imagine? I remember seeing that in theaters. I can't imagine. Like a big green monster jumping on my plane. You don't even know what it is. No. You probably don't have the clearance to know what that is. So you probably just think it's an alien. Right. And then you press eject and it catches you and throws you in a, a, a tailspin to where I don't even know. I think, did you end up seeing him pull his parachute? Yeah, he did. Okay. Good shoot. Um, Good shoot. Yeah, I'm going to eject. I'm nah, gonna, you pull it. <laughs> nice. I'm going to flex and bust out of here. <laughs> just immediately. Yeah, I'm going to flex and bust out of here. <laughs> just immediately gets caught in the hand of the thing. It just, yeah. oh no. <laughs> oh man, that scene. I, I love that whole scene. Um, but then, uh, yeah. And then Black Widow nails Renner in the head um, and cures him, essentially. Dun, 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 oh, and then the Hulk. Or, and then uh, Thor gets caught in the thing that was meant for the Hulk um, and that Loki was standing in. And, uh, yeah, good scene. Good stuff. And uh, immediate goes to talk radio. And, and uh, uh, Good scene. Good stuff. Yeah. It's like I don't uh, want to skip over too much, but I just, yeah, I just want to. Well, you know, it's, hey, it's a fast-moving movie, and, uh, you know, we can break down the plot, but... There's so much to talk about still, you know, it's like you can talk about every character in this movie. You can talk about every scene. There's just like, there's so much to all these movies just because there's so, I love what Marvel's done because they've broken this up and all these characters have such crazy backstories that like, there's just so much to talk about (laughs) with everybody. Right. Um, besides Hawkeye. Okay, but here's the thing. This is actually a point that I wanted to make. I think as far as like acting performances go, Jeremy Renner might give MVP in my mind for like the second half of this movie because he kind of got screwed over in the first half having his eyes blacked out and his character is mm-hmm. the one that gets his like mind controlled by Loki and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so the second half of this movie, he really turns like he turns the light on and he is such a great character. I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoy him for the second half of this movie because he is like a member of their team. And he has to jump into he has to jump into the team late in the movie and 
just assume a role and the audience hasn't really gotten the chance to get to know him. And I think that he does a really good job of, well, he's kind of just like the grunt, you know, he's kind of just like, okay, you're another soldier that can help us. Sweet. And then he ends up being like a really good soldier. Right. That can help them, you right. know, um, captain. So it'd yeah, be I my genuine pleasure. It's like, cool. <laughs> pleasure. Genuine pleasure. So yeah, no, he, he does a great job and then Colson gets killed and, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm sorry. I didn't care that Coulson died. Like, well, the thing is, with the whole Agents of Shield TV show on nowadays, it, it just makes I don't even know what to think about he's any of back. it. Because he's like alive, and people have tried to explain it online. And I didn't. I don't watch that show, but um, I don't understand any of it. So that whole scene is kind of just like moot for me. You know, it's just kind of like. All right. Whatever. There he goes. I think the playing card thing is kind of funny. Yeah, that, I like, like a, that scene how he like thinks that Captain America is the It's like a Kurt Russell coolest. thing, you know. That'll get him going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Like a, a Nick Fury does that or whatever and It's cool. I like the big gun thing too. Like, oh, so that's what that does. That's kind of Yeah. Uh, it's hee hee ha ha. I feel I <laughs> feel like and this this sounds so this sounds so judgmental and I I'm sorry if that turns anybody off, but I feel like when I hear people laugh at that scene, like what Colson says over others, it's like I roll my eyes. You know what I mean? Like in people okay, that yeah. get really excited about Colson returning or something, I'm just like, why do you care? You know, but I mean, that's that's totally a me thing. It's just and they, and I think that the people that are really into the Marvel movies, um, like these aren't something that I'm particularly like jacked about all the time. Like I don't, I was way more amped, uh, like far more amped about star Wars or like a new star Trek movie coming out or various other mm-hmm. things. Like there's so many more movies like Dunkirk. I was more excited about than I would be for a Marvel movie. Um, now that Avengers is coming out, I am super excited about that. Um, but these, these are fun movies in my opinion, but these aren't movies mm-hmm. that I sit down and watch all the time. And I get super excited for you, it's not like well none of them you don't really have to take any of them too seriously exactly you know? yeah and that's the best part about it and that's why that's what i always used to use to compare the dc universe to the marvel you know the marvel cinematic universe uh back when dc kind of looked promising after man of steel came out it was like cool like they found an idea where they can go serious and they can have an, an amazing like kind of beautiful tone to all these movies like a Batman begins ask or, you know, dark Knight esque tone to all of them and you can watch it and you can really feel something. And then you have the Marvel universe on the other side that it's like, sweet. I know what I'm getting into. It's going to be funny. It's going to be action packed. The action is going to be incredible and I'm going to have an excellent time, you know? Um, and Marvel, you can still always consistent, you know, consistently count on that. Even Ant-Man and Dr. Strange, like, I walked out of the theater going, that was okay. It's pretty good. I don't know. No, like, totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're always fun. You know, you the, know thing, now, the thing is, is that I, I've been, I've been going through and watching all of the Marvel movies because I just, I, I hadn't seen a lot of them. I mean, I haven't seen Captain America since it came out in theaters and I watched oh, wow. it like a week ago. Um, and it's, it's fun. It's a great movie. Um, man, I 
do not want to watch Ant-Man. Like, I really don't want to watch that movie. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I saw it, I saw it the one time in theaters. Okay, you it was, saw it. It was fun. It was fine. I don't feel like rewatching it at all. Um, and I think that that's the feeling that most Marvel movies give me, is that I don't look forward to watching them again that much. It just seems like a chore. Um, it de- it, I think it depends on the Marvel movie. Because and, well, I feel I like think some that, of them hit the niche, like, just right. Well, you know? th- here's the difference, though, is that I think that Phase 1 and Phase 2 um, – didn't interest me that much, you know, like mm-hmm. the first captain mm-hmm. America and the first Thor movie. I was like, Oh, that was fun. You know, Thor two sucked. Um, and captain America, the winter soldier was awesome. And so yep. that was, that was a bonus. That was cool. Um, but then age of Ultron was kind of a disappointment when I mean, we'll get into that, uh, get, get into that later. Um, but all of the phase one and two stuff was like, whatever, you know, Avengers was sick. I liked all the Iron Mans, but I wasn't too keen on anything else, I guess. But then mm-hmm. this phase three, everything past Age of Ultron has been like awesome. You know, it's like mm-hmm. especially the more recent ones like Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. Um, and then Spider-Man was super cool. Spider-Man was a good one. Um, I mean, uh, most of them that have come out since then have been great. But Ant-Man, Ant-Man is kind of kind of lumped back in level. there. I lumped that back in with like Thor two. And yep. Captain yep. America, the first one, it's just like movies. Well, that are like, it's, it's same with like Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't even want to go see. No, exactly. You know? I have zero interest it's just in one it. of those things. And we'll talk um, about that probably on the Civil War episode and just uh, just do what I think about Captain or think about Ant-Man because he's he's fine, whatever. Um, but anyway, back to back to what we were talking about. So then they have to avenge Agent Coulson and the the things have come to light dude <laughs> so they, you know things have come to light uh this aggression will not stand will not this stand <laughs> so but the the pretty much the plan that loki has is he's going to use the power of the tesseract to open a portal to a different world nerd and let in this army of chitauri the power of the tesseract to open a portal <laughs> seriously it sucks because i actually feel like i know way too much about this right now but i'm just it's okay it's I feel okay like marvel's something that people hop on to it's all right yeah i guess everybody kind of knows a little bit about it i um, play dungeons and dragons so yeah that's what that post was um but <laughs> <laughs> but uh sorry i'm losing my train of thought here uh so the the end game is that they let that army in and that army will take over earth and loki will then rule the world and Seems like a pretty good. It's a pretty good plan. It's pretty good. It is a pretty good plan. Uh, open the portal. There's a lot of those little Loki's locusts, as you Loki's say. Loki's locusts, as they say. Yeah. Um, those things popping through there. There's they big sell ones. There's small ones. They do. They really do. They're scary. They're ja. They, you know, they're boom. They're pow. They're happening. Um, <laughs> Zip. It's wow. It's how. It's um, it's how. Uh, no, they they are scary though. One criticism that. I would make, but I feel like this movie is too early on um, to make it about this. I feel like this is maybe one of the first movies that used like the the huge space army coming to Earth and like invading and doing that whole thing. Justice League copied it, so it's like completely stupid. Um, but I feel like it's something that happens a lot, or like just like using. Um, I would, you know, it's almost criticism against age of Ultron, which we'll talk about, but all of a sudden having these little, we talked about this, having all these little drones, you know, having all these little pointless things that 
are just against the the good guys just to have them there just so there's something to fight you know a bunch of little minions from the bad guy i think that's a criticism that i definitely make in in other films this one like i said you know again it's a little too early on to make it about this because it was a pretty original idea um but i feel like it's just something that keeps happening in movies that i that i'm seeing and i'm just getting tired of it especially when i saw it in justice league i was like Get me out of here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. No, I agree, man. And I think that I think that this movie was this movie was fairly genius in the respect of, of using that because it felt fresh and it felt it felt like it was it was a good way to go with the storyline, but it does feel like many movies have ripped off that idea. And it's just like escape. You know, yeah, it's just like an easy thing. Yeah, and but they, it's like it. They needed the Avengers to have some big army to fight and like be able to demonstrate all of their skills. And um, I guarantee, uh, Infinity War, you can already see there's something, a bunch of alien things. I mean, I think it's just going to be the same thing, kind of. I think the difference will be that there will be more going on than just that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be in juxtaposition with another, you know, like the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor fighting Thanos in space or something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be something much, much more to it than that. And I think that, and I'll get into that in Age of Ultron, and I think that's a big flaw in, in various movies is that they just... It's like they rip off the same idea, and that's like something that like Suicide Squad did, where it's just like, oh, you have this giant Suicide like Squad was giant so orb bad. or like giant orb or something in the sky that like is is taking over, and you have to destroy it, and that's what they're all getting together to do, and it just it just turns into something fairly mindless or whatever. See, but it it's funny. I mean, this is a complete sidebar, but David Ayer, I think, originally had written the script about the Joker being the main bad guy. And then they, in the rewrites, they just made that whole other side story because it wasn't working like or the something. Enchantress or whatever her name is. Yeah, I'm just like, man, I really wish that they would have just done that, and maybe you would have gotten to see more Leto, and maybe he would have done better, and somebody would have convinced them just to get a composer and not use a bunch of hip hop music and pop music, um, and it would have been great. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's a complete sidebar. I was disappointed with Suicide Squad. No, totally. Back at it. Totally. I agree. I agree, man. Um, But so the ensuing battle is freaking amazing, though. Um, Just real quick. I think that the pretty much the the threat that Tony Stark uh, issues against uh, Loki is one of the highlights of the movie um, when he pretty much lays down everything. And while he's putting on the little bracelets that turn him into Iron Man and uh, then he gets thrown out the window and turns into Iron Man. Like I thought, I think that that's, mm-hmm. that was an awesome part of the movie. Super the fun. Avengers. Oh, it's just a group of the world's most powerful <laughs> things. I, I love <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah. You know, the world's greatest heroes, so to speak. Some, whatever he says is, is yeah. fantastic. Um, so, but in, in that battle, what do you, what do you think is, I don't know, like top, top two or three favorite moments in that, in that battle, because they, they just fight a bunch of mindless minions and um, Loki at certain points, but Hulk smash. Hulk smash and, uh, you know, him just going crazy against all these, all these things like, gosh, I forget. It's like Hulk smash. And then he jumps onto a building, jumps onto another one, takes out a couple ships. And then he like, I don't even know. It's like the craziest sequence 
I've ever seen. Uh, oh man, I forget what exactly it does, but it's just so cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, seeing Hulk go go to town is great, and I love that scene when him and Thor like uh, unite on the back of one of those giant uh, flying worm things. Oh yeah, and. Yeah. And then they're standing next to each other and the Hulk just punches Thor. That was a great moment. I thought that that I was that quite too. hilarious. And then um, you already know the, uh, you need men in these buildings. There are people inside and they're going to be running right into the line of fire. You take them to basements through the subway, keep them off the streets. I need a perimeter as far back as 39th street. And then the, why should, we, like, why should we take orders from you? And then he just like <laughs> kicks a bunch of butt. He's like, bah, 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 bah. the guy's like, I need men in these buildings. <laughs> I, I, I like that. That's that like, guy, that actor should get MVP because his delivery yeah. on that is so perfect. He immediately just does like it, the camera following him as he walks around and get, issues all those orders. That was great. I love that part. It's great. Yeah. Um, I also, um, I really like how, I really just like the way that that battle goes on because Iron Man gets there first and starts fighting and everybody kind of slowly shows up and then they all meet up and they have their moment and Iron Man says, Cap, call it. And I kind of like, I like that, that, um, that moment because it does demonstrate that like Iron Man knows that he's not the guy to be issuing orders. He's, he's just kind of the big gun in the group. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And so he gives the power to Captain America to be the leader of the group. And then Captain America pretty much calls it like he sees it. He's like, Stark, you got the air, you know, turn, if it gets this far, turn it to dust and take, uh, Hawkeye with you better clench up like this. That uh, great. Oh, line. I love that. Um, and then he, and then Thor is supposed to like monitor the portal. Like, and that's, that's what his responsibility is. And then he tells those guys that they're going to help the civilians get out. And then he just points at the Hulk and goes, Hulk smash smash and that's and i just i just and he turns around and there's a big night crawler coming in and he goes boom (laughs) 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 just (laughs) nails this thing um and it stops it dead in its tracks and you go aliens you're going bye-bye adios you're going bye-bye in town (laughs) and he goes boom (laughs) um (laughs) That is so stupid. Uh. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I think that, I mean, so I'm what else th- happens? To you? I know. Well, I'm trying to think of like what any other, like the great moments in that, in that whole scene. Um, uh, I really I like, like the, uh, I really like the, they can't bank worth a damn, get them in a tight corner, that line from Jeremy Renner. And then yeah. it shows Iron Man, take that cool advice. Arrows. That's pretty sweet. There is a moment where Iron Man, like, uh, Captain America's fighting a bunch of dudes. Iron Man shoots a couple lands, shoots that little like laser into Captain off America's shield, shield yeah. and then he takes back off. I mean, I just, it's like Joss Whedon does such a good job of directing that entire scene because he takes all of the strengths of each individual hero and just utilizes them in such a good way to make them work yeah, so well them. as a yeah. team. Like it's just, it's such a well orchestrated fight scene and it lasts like 20 minutes. It's just action for so long and it's so mm-hmm. well done. I don't know. I freaking love it such a good movie i no i absolutely agree i mean do we well i guess hawkeye does some pretty cool things jumps off that i mean they all kind of get defeated for a second 
they all kind of all of a sudden it looks like the like the odds are against them well the thing um, is is that eventually this is a losing battle because those things are never going to stop coming and you and know, that council like the seven calling, of them aren't going to be able to stop those gosh, guys from, i hate nick fury's dialogue and some of that stuff though a stupid whatever decision i choose to ignore it it's like okay okay sammy j yeah that is i mean seriously though i don't know what do you think about the council's decision there to launch the nuke it felt very I, I think the real question is what do you think about the council yeah who are these people i know who are they who are they it's not like it's the un yeah it's like i, I don't know who these people are i don't know why they're it reminded me it was very like v for vendetta-esque it's like well, I mean, but it's it's kind of just like this this question that you would have. It's like, okay, so Shield is this government initiative to protect the world from whatever threats there possibly could be, and it's pretty secret, it's secret from the rest of the world. And so, is there just a bunch of these organizations around the world, and these are like the five heads of those organizations, and they're really in charge? Are those just like the most, yeah, the most powerful people on Earth? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, or is okay. that supposed to be like the president? Or I'd- yeah, it's like, is it the what? Is it like the president of the United States, China, and Russia? And it's just like the three of them, maybe the UK. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't know what that council is. And I don't know what, yeah, any of that is. And, and it, I don't care. And I don't care. And I mean, it, I, it, it's fine. It makes sense. I guess that there would be some like world council that would be making these decisions. Yeah, but. I think I do care about the the plot development of sending a, a nuke into that. I think that is a good, that was a good way to go with the movie. It worked out really well. It's like, that would be what some sort of organization or something would be like, look, we don't trust these freaks. We don't, don't know, know what, what they're doing. What is going to happen? There are aliens invading New York, and they're they're multiplying. Like there are so tons th- of them this is, flooding this through is there. The apocalypse. They're going to yeah. end the world. Let's nuke them. Get them out of here. And I feel like somebody would pull that trigger. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um. So and that and was and then yeah. And then Nick Fury runs out onto the runway and blows up one of the f whatevers okay. with okay. the. Okay. Why? Okay. So he shoots the thing with a bazooka. And you get the feeling like this that's the concern, plane dude. that he's tr- he's trying to take down a plane with a bazooka that has a nuke on it. You're shooting a nuke with a bazooka. Does a nuke go <laughs> off if you shoot it with a bazooka? Probably. I don't know. It has to. I don't know. Right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Google it. Does, it. does a nuke go off if you shoot it with a bazooka? No. Um, I don't feel like... I don't want like the, you know whatever like the government to monitor my youtube <laughs> searches and see that i searched does a nuke go off when you shoot it with a bazooka <laughs> we'll just exit out of facebook nobody will be able to find it then good burn um no well okay either way um i thought it is a good plot point though it uh, it was weird though that nick fury did run out there and then he starts shooting a pistol at the plane as it flies away i was like good lord you really killed one of your own guy i mean it's like gosh you're really well he was obeying a line of command that he thought was not his own so i don't know uh but i wish somebody'd shoot him with a bazooka seriously I do. No, I'm not kidding, man. I'm so over Nick Fury. You can take him out of these movies. It's fine. We're we. He was fun. He was fun for phase one. We're all set, though. I think we're okay. I'm cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. Time to patch it up. Hey. Uh, uh. Dot the T's and or cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's. Um. So 
then Iron Man puts the nuke on his back and flies it into the into the wormhole or whatever, and then he drops back through Big Whoop. <laughs> so excited about the first 30 minutes of this movie and then the most climactic scene. And he flies into the portal, falls back down, big whoop. Big whoop. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. This all sucks. Um, no, it, it, I think that scene is, uh, I think it's beautiful. I love that scene. I love him. He takes the nuke. I think it's so clever. He flies up into space. Uh, Jarvis shuts off his whole suit shuts off falls through this closing hole and uh, <laughs> and boom <laughs> alive <laughs> saves the world man here's the thing though is that from the aliens perspective they've got to be just like what you just flew a freaking giant bomb into us. That's such a good plan. Why did we not have anything to prevent that from happening? Yeah, why, why don't we, we have that bomb? Why what didn't we that see thing? that coming at all? It just, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a great plan, though. And I could see some, some gaps in logic as to how, if this were to really happen, that wouldn't have worked. But at the end of the day, pretty great. Hey, uh, also, calling back to a scene, Hulk jumps up, sees Loki. Loki tries oh, to say yeah. something. You will not bow to blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And he grabs him by the feet and just like, bah, 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 <laughs> hits him so much. Right. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. I love that part, too. Um Yeah. So I think that I think that, that the end of the movie is amazing, though. And it a lot of it it's important that Iron Man was the guy to lay down on the line and, and sacrifice himself for everybody else. And he was ready to die for all of them. And I think that that, I think that does, that does well for the group later on and will carry on into the infinity war movie. Um, Mm -hmm. because he did make that sacrifice for all of them and he was ready to die to protect everybody. And all of the Avengers saw that and they're like, oh, okay, that dude seems like a really selfish and like narcissistic, narcissistic dude. But at the end of the day, he did make that big move in that battle. And like, we totally respect him. So I mm-hmm. think that that was, I think that was a big moment of, um, Iron Man being, obviously he has the, the firepower to be a hero, but he also like, proves that he really is a hero too yeah you know captain america even said it like you're not the one to lay down on the wire you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. you're not the one to do that and he kind of that is it's almost like the whole movie was based around iron man <laughs> i mean it, it is like, but that's because everybody like personal we dilemma, all know that iron man is we all know that iron man is the best like he's the most mm-hmm. enjoyable avenger to watch and i think that I think that they did a good job of giving everybody their um giving everybody their moments to shine. Yeah, yeah, but, proper. Yeah. But it's also, you know, when you're watching that whole battle go on, it is kind of like 
everybody's doing what they can and Iron Man is up there just destroying. You know what I mean? Like, cause Iron Man's just freaking so awesome. Um, so I think, I think it's good that they, I think it's really good that they did that and they, and they utilized Iron Man in a good way and made his character arc kind of a big part of the movie. Um, so yeah, I really enjoy the ending of this movie. It freaking did such a good job. And then the way that the Hulk cap catches him in midair and saves him. And then he's pretty much dead. And the Hulk screams in his face and he wakes up. And he's like, please tell me nobody kiss me. You know, like even oh, the first yeah. thing he wakes up and he has just like, Ooh, another zinger, you know, just, uh, Oh, there he does. It. There's yeah. another zinger. It's great stuff. Every time <laughs> he said it. Yeah. Every time. Um, and then uh, what happened? Captain America goes, we won. So, yeah, Iron Man makes a big sacrifice play. He wakes up. Everything's all good and daisy, good and dandy. And then he says uh, the shawarma line, which was fine. You know, I, I always I thought the shawarma thing was a good joke. It also leads into that post credit scene of the Avengers all just eating shawarma. And it was like. Thank you for making us that's stick the time around that, to yeah, watch. See, that's the, those are the times in these movies, and they've done it several times, where you made the fans stick around for so long at 3 o'clock in the morning just to see these guys eating shawarma. <laughs> I know. I always get so mad. I'm like, oh, come on. But the Thanos post-credit scene was cool. And I love how early on they set him up. It's like... I guess I'm going to have to handle this myself. Said isn't that, like that that's at the end of Ultron, isn't it? Are you sure? I think, I think it is. I don't think well, that, what's, what's at the end of Avengers. I think it might just be the shawarma. Nah, I dude, I think so. I think it's literally just the shawarma. And I think that at the end of age of Ultron, he does the, I'll do it myself. No, it's uh, Avengers is Thanos. What? He says he, did, he just kind of like turns his face and smiles. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's not that I'm going to have to do this myself. So we were both. Oh, Age of, we were both right. We were both kind of right. Yeah. But Age of Ultron is like the hand and like going into the gold. Right. Thing. Right. Right. And then he's right. like, I'm going to have to do this. And um, myself, Josh Brolin. Well, I'm gonna love my family. <laughs> Vin <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just had to mock your laugh for a second there. <laughs> Come on, man. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Um, no. Uh, so yeah, end of the movie is great, and uh, everybody kind of goes their separate ways. And when what what will we do if we need them? Will they come back and then? He's like, they will, because we'll need them to, or something like that. And I was like, fine. I'm so glad you ended this. It's good score. Yeah, it is. Alan Silvestri. Good score. Like really it. Really great score. It's like the first it's the first score that actually meant something. I feel like none of the other movies have a decent score. Um Iron Man was fine to a certain point. But uh yeah, so end of the movie, and uh, there you go. I walked out of that movie theater going, that was one of the best movies I've ever seen, and I cannot wait for whatever else that Marvel comes up with. Wow. And then, this, thing, this thing had a budget of $220 million, and opening weekend it made $207 million, and it ended up worldwide making $1.5 billion. It made $1.5 bill overall mm-hmm. worldwide? 
Mm-hmm. Wow. What's and I think that what Force Awakens made like two point three or something. Something. Yeah. Man. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. They. I mean, gosh. And that's you know they can make that expensive of a movie. That's just yeah, two hundred twenty million versus one point five billion does not matter. No, I know. It's like they made that it back is insane in insane profit. They made it back over the weekend. <laughs> you know, over the weekend. <laughs> no, it's insane. But I mean, that's you know that's where these movies are huge because they bring in the studios so much money. Um, but then you know, just to take it back to last week when we were talking about a quiet place. Uh, we didn't mention this on the quiet pl- on the podcast, but like a quiet place, it costs like seventeen million dollars to make or something like that. It made fifty million dollars last weekend, so it's just like, wow. isn't that insane? I wish I would have yeah. brought that up last week because it's really or yesterday, because um, it is so crazy to think about just like what a successful movie that is. Just in I its wonder own how way. much of that, how that, how that gets divided. Like how much of that goes to the studio? Then those like the director does continue to get a portion. Uh, I think for the most part, all of that money goes to the studio because the studio pays everybody uh, a specified amount of money, like a director. A lot of times directors will will make a certain portion of the of the um, of the gross of the movie as well. Uh Um, It just kind of depends on what kind of deal they cut. I know that like Steven Spielberg often has a deal like that where he'll make a certain percentage back. And JJ Abrams had something like that with star Wars. Um, But it really just depends. I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure that Krasinski made a certain amount of money. He probably was getting paid like, a million dollars to make that movie or something like that. Gosh, I find $5 on the street and I'm so happy. I know. (laughs) Jeez. It's like my tax return. I'm like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) You know? Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, so anyways, but this movie was such a success. I mean, it made so much money. And after this point, I think that Marvel was like, okay, we can do whatever because this is going to be so successful. And, but they needed to. They needed this movie to be awesome because all of those movies, there had been four movies that were building up to this one. So this needed to be really good. And from then, they can do whatever they want because it's like, okay, the first Avengers was awesome. We have faith in Marvel now. They are going to, they are going to make really good movies. Um, so, yeah, the first Avengers will always be one of the it's probably the best superhero movie um most entertaining superhero movie yeah, okay. ever made yeah. most entertaining yeah. superhero movie ever made the dark knight is the best superhero movie ever made and iron man is just a great it's my favorite marvel cinematic universe movie and then spider-man 2 is probably Spider-Man. my favorite superhero movie oh man there's so many got to hand out a lot of titles here so i don't know but that's enough Avengers talk. Let's get on to Age of Ultron. All right, jumping back into Avengers Age of Ultron. Now, I kind of expressed some of my opinions during the Avengers review. Um, so I want to kick it over to the digs here and hear what you thought of this movie because I know that you had a similar opinion to mine, um, but on more recent watches, things have somewhat changed for you. So, so what are your general thoughts on the Avengers Age of Ultron? Um, yeah, so basically... Yeah, we had like this kind of the same vibe from it. I remember going to the theater and feeling disappointed. Now that I've watched it a few times, I kind of understand why I was disappointed initially. But upon all the rewatches of this movie, um, especially that I forget which one it was, how many times I'd seen it. But me and you rewatched it probably about 
two, two years, years ago, ago maybe. or something. Yeah. Um, and I think both of us were like, that was actually pretty good. Um, and then I just watched it about a week ago. We watched the Avengers one night and then we watched, uh, we watched age of Ultron the next night. Um, and watching these movies back to back, it was funny because it's like, I could say it, but I'm not sure that I a hundred percent mean it. I feel like I, at the time I enjoyed age of Ultron more than the Avengers. And I think there's a few reasons to that. I think I've seen the Avengers so many times that just kind of like you, I can quote That's it. what I was going to say. You know, is I that can it's quote probably it. because it was, it's just, Oh, this is so fresh and new yeah, because I really so only new. saw it once or twice. And, uh, but I really, I liked a lot of it. Like I watched it. Um, it's definitely a lot darker. And, uh, I, I think I, I like that about it as well as, getting all the references that they throw out in this one. And now that everything's out like black Panther, like all the Wakandan references and all that stuff and having Andy circus, his character and all that. Um, and the, what's it called? The, the, what's the, the stuff in Wakanda, like the precious vibranium, I think vibranium or whatever. Yeah. Um, all those references just made me kind of like so excited, you know? Um, so yeah, general thoughts is just like I really I really like this movie. It's really it's come around for me. It at first I didn't like it so much and upon rewatching it a few times, it's definitely built its way up in like my standings of these movies. Mhm. Mhm. No, I agree. Um I think that the first time I saw this movie, I was pretty disappointed. I just wasn't that into it and I don't exactly know why that is um i know i know a couple of the big the big things that i have problems with in this film um but upon rewatching it 2 years ago you and i were like oh that was pretty fun and this time i kind of feel the same way it's not like i think it's not like think i think this is a great movie but um i do think i do think it's a bit of fun you know it's it's a mm-hmm. good time and and i do enjoy watching it um it's nowhere near as good as the first one even at all um but I think that I think that it is really great. And I think that the biggest takeaway from this film is that um, I think that I think that the bad guy, uh, Ultron, James Spader, is so good. And he really just, is. He really I is. Just think that they, that. It's like they just used him a little bit wrong or maybe they just didn't mm-hmm. give him enough play or they didn't. I don't know. There's just something he that didn't, didn't quite. He didn't go have right. like just he, he had like just too little time to develop you know what i mean it was like yeah a hair under enough time because you still come out of it going gosh i like that bad guy a lot but i just wish i got a little bit more i wish i knew his motives a little bit more and like yeah i don't know but you know also to your point james spader man he knocks it out of the park i think some of his dialogue was a little weird but it was almost so weird that I liked it. You know, it was like, it was so like, <laughs> well, um, and I mean, we can get into that um, because yeah. there are a lot of things I'd, I'd like to talk about with, with Ultron, but yeah, I think that he was great. I think that there's just a couple things that are lacking in this film and, mm-hmm. and you know, the pacing of it maybe feels a little bit off. I think that it really drags in certain areas. And, um, and that's like we talked about in the Avengers. It's like, it doesn't skip a beat. It just keeps going. But this one, right. there is the, the middle chunk. That's kind of just like, Okay, we're 
Okay. Yeah. Just hanging yeah. out. Um, so let's talk about the, the beginning of this film starts out and it, it throws you into the action right away. The Avengers are doing something and they're trying to, Oh, they're going after Loki's scepter. That's what it is. And so I really enjoyed a lot of that, but it just seemed kind of, it just seemed so cheesy at the beginning. Seemed kind of forced, didn't it? Really forced. And the language bit didn't, I just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as funny as they, I think they thought it would be like because him we, swearing we talked about that. Yeah. And uh, language. It's and it's like, like, they make fun of how cheesy it is, but it doesn't, it doesn't negate how cheesy it still is. So mm-hmm. I don't know that, that whole thing was a little bit off. And I think a lot of the humor was, it wasn't like as spot on as the humor was in uh, the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I think maybe a lot of that has to do with the fact that this is a sequel to one of the biggest movies ever. And maybe they got just like a little bit lethargic in making it. They're like, whatever, you know, like this is going to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. We'll just pump something out, whatever. And it is kind of just like the, the sequel. This is always going to be a trilogy and the seat and the, the middle, the middle movie in a trilogy is always going to be the most difficult movie to make. Um, and so maybe this was kind of just them going we're just trying to get to we're just trying to get to thanos so we have this ultron character that will be fun whatever you know let's just see one thing that i didn't that kind of threw me off about the beginning of this movie especially after like piggybacking off of the avengers is that at the end of the avengers it's like when are they going to come back and he's like you know we'll need them to they'll you know they'll come back when it's dire circumstances and then you get thrown into them just kind of going on this like secret secret mission it's like yeah it's like, like they're just like on a mission anyway like, like thor's just on earth randomly and it's like why is this why i i don't know i just didn't really understand why they're all together all no of that's a sudden again it's like are they all just going on missions now all that's the time? such a good point why are thor why is thor there and why is bruce banner there because it yeah. just it does it definitely seems kind of strange that yeah it's just it, like it just another feels episode like we, on tv it's like oh it feels like we pick up in a place that i didn't know we left off at i was like mm-hmm. oh okay this is where we're this is what we're doing okay cool so i mean regardless so the first bit seems a little a little cheesy i do really like the two new characters i thought that quicksilver um i think the x-men did it better but i do think that quicksilver was pretty good it's unfortunate because it was the same exact time it was the same year same at least year. same time yeah and, and it, uh what's what's that movie called x-men days of future um, past days of future past i mean gosh that's they just did it better and it's like what are you gonna better. do what are you gonna do you know, but I do, you know, upon rewatching and now I'm not comparing it, you know, I do like this kid and I did like, you know, I did like his performance in this movie and I like this Quicksilver and I'm not comparing it now, you know, but back then I was and I was very disappointed. I was like, it's eh, not as good. He is completely devoid of humor, though. Like oh, yeah. that character is not neither of those guys are funny in any way. And so that's, that's something well, that their parents got smushed. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> that's true. That's true. Their oh, parents did get smushed. So parents they, got smushed and they became a couple of comedians. <laughs> I, don't think so. I know, but it's like they introduced two new characters that like are just completely stoic and serious. Yeah, and it's like, okay, yeah. cool. But well, I mean, they're it, great you know, and their yeah. powers are awesome. I love the addition of Quicksilver and, and what he does. And he's great. I don't know if Aaron Paul Johnson necessarily uh, killed it as far as his performance goes, but I think he was good enough and his Russian accent was pretty good. Uh, a little better than Emily or what's, what's that girl's name? Uh, Emily Olsen or Natalie Portman. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's little sister, whatever her name is. Is it really? Yeah, you didn't know that? I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Olsen, that's it. Um, yeah, oh. yeah, it's Mary Kate and Ashley's little sister. So. I didn't even know they had a little sister. Well, the more you learn. The more you know. There yeah. you have it. There you have it. Um, anyway, the so... whole house. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh, boy. I just want to make another full house pun so bad, but it just... I cannot sag it, snag it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, okay, well... well. I'm just going to bob Come on, Dave, cut bit. it out. Hey, oh. there it goes. There, there it is. That's what we needed. Um, so, yeah, the first 10 minutes, not that great. I thought that the it was weird and her calming down the Hulk was cheesy and whatever. But then it does move on to probably one of my favorite moments of the whole movie is that party back at mm-hmm. Starch Place. I thought that that was great. Good because dialogue in that scene. Great dialogue. They take, you know, it's it's like they had to catch you up on everything that's going on or something, and they just use a fun party as a way for us to figure out what's going on between all these characters. It's like, oh, okay, there's a little romance going on between Bruce Banner and uh, and that's good. Black it's Widow. well acted. Yeah, I didn't like. The, I don't like the romance between those guys, but that's fine. I mean, okay, I'm okay. I'm just not that into it. Yeah. Um, it's not like I'm. I'm ambivalent about it. I have well, no I think I think more so than that exact scene. I liked the scene immediately after when Captain America comes up and addresses Bruce Banner and is like, "Go for the girl," you know. Right. I wish I would have made my move before I blah blah blah. You know that whole thing. Everybody's I, like, I like, "Cap, we know, man. We know we that it didn't work out back in the forties with you in that forties. <laughs> every we time, get it. and every time he like hangs out with anybody, he just has this whole sob story about how it's he like, didn't. Well, I didn't get yeah, to go dance with that life. girl. You know what can I do? I was trapped in an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> I it's visit like, her yeah, at an old folks' home every weekend now. It's like, gosh, that's kind of weird. Is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's but, some oatmeal. Go have fun. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not okay. some oatmeal. Um, okay. So, but I, th- I think that, I think that my MVP award for best jokes of the movie goes uh, to Don Cheadle as war machine, because the first joke that he has is him telling that story to Thor. And is it Tony Stark? Yeah, 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 and he tells that he like hits the punchline, and they don't laugh, and he's like, "That's that was the story." And they're like, "Oh, that's the story." And I was like, "Bam!" And then what does he say? He's like, "And so then I drop the suit or something like that," and they're yeah. like, and they don't react, and then it shows him say the exact same thing to a group of people, and everybody really laughs everybody hard, just dies. and the look on his face, he like. He like shakes his head. Yeah. I I like, I wish it was video. It's just audio. He shakes his head and he's so freaking proud of himself because his joke goes well. Oh man. I love that. It's so good. His performance, like that, the delivery of his facial expression at that moment. I mean, it's beautiful. (laughs) It's so good. I completely agree. And I think that whole party scene, like, especially like moving into them all just kind of like kicking back afterwards. Um, the and they're all trying to lift the hammer, mm-hmm. and then uh, is it Captain America? Because they all try. Tony Stark gets like the. His I love tech them both having. I love him and War Machine trying to lift it, and I they're know. struggling both of them. But then, and then Captain America takes the handle and kind of it, like kind of budges, and it you like just see jostles Thor's around face. a bit. 
you see Thor's face just like, wait, what? Yeah. That, <laughs> he gets that's so nervous. That was good. That whole scene was really clever. And, you know, mm-hmm. one one could argue that it's so cheesy, but you know what? We're watching an Avengers movie, and this is the stuff that we want to see. We well, like watching we'll, these characters. We'll say the line later, but Hawkeye addresses that really well, too. Later on in the movie, they address stuff like that. So that's funny. Right. Okay, cool. I, um, oh, oh. <laughs> I can't remember the line or else I'd be totally in agreement with you. Um, oh, wait. Well, you just bring it up when we get there. But so then they they introed the whole idea of Ultron right before that party. And Tony and Bruce Banner pretty much decided to roll with it, that they would use this technology from the scepter of Loki's to create mm-hmm. this artificially intelligent program that would later become Ultron. And so I really like the intro to Ultron. He comes out and he's super creepy and he delivers, I think the line from Pinocchio, there are no, there are no lines on me. There are no strings strings on me. Excuse me. me. Yeah. Like, I was, and he's I was so a, goofy and just weird. And I, I don't know. There's something about that character that right from the get go, you're like, nice because you know, it, and it's, it's confusing to, to try to get your feelings and get a gauge on, and what that character is, but he's, he's a program that was pretty much born right then. And he has all of the information that he could possibly want at his fingerprints. Um, but he's also or fingertips fingerprints. Um, I seriously, I almost said something because I've never heard anybody go all the information right at their fingerprints. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I thought maybe okay. But I mean, maybe the humor kind of stems a little bit from that he's a creation of Tony Stark, and so maybe there's a little bit of that that's, in that's him. Where I get that, and going yeah. through Tony's database, and there's just something that would lead him to be a little bit odd. But he also. I don't know. I just, I just found that character so interesting and I, I'm, I was on board with anything that Ultron was doing because it was like, cool. I get it. Great. Great character. My my only thing is I feel like the tone that they set with him being so creepy and being in that kind of like messed up suit and he kind of like drags out in front of the party, that tone was so creepy. And I feel like that's the Ultron that I liked like that's the Ultron that I liked the most throughout the entire movie just that scene of him the rest of it was really great and I love James Bader's performance he got a more high-tech suit he was doing all this stuff but I feel like that like that feeling that that darkness that emanated from that scene was just like that was the energy of the Ultron that I really wanted you know the entire time of like that dark super creepy kind of I don't even know. I don't really know how to describe it, but that's, you know, you, you kind of get what I'm saying, right? No, I agree. And I, I agree that I think, I think that he's great. And then he goes into his more evolved suit or form in the next, in the next big scene. And I think that I like that as well. It's just in the third act. We don't, we just go back into the clone or the the drone syndrome, and we have just something else that happened. And so I think it falls flat he's, a little yeah, bit in the third act because the evolution yeah. of his character kind of stops at a certain point, and it mm-hmm. never it never gets better. And it's kind of instead of his character getting more menacing and more scary in any way, it's just oh, okay. There's just more of him, you know. And mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. I think that I think that we could have seen one more scene where he. 
I don't know, something. I don't know what it is I wanted, but I just wanted, I wanted something more from that character because I thought it was good. And I think that maybe they just didn't spend enough time on him. Um, and they had so many other things that they were trying to do. So the party was great. Um, and then it goes to the next big set piece, which is pretty much them trying to intercept, um, Ultron who has gained the support of both mm-hmm. Quicksilver and whatever. What's her name? The, Something. Oh man, that's so, awful. No, we don't know her name. I don't care though. I mean, she's fine. I know it's like red something. Gosh, I'm okay. having a hard time with that. Wait, I got it right in front of me. Scarlet Witch. Boom. So he has gained the help of the of Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch, and those three are now going to intercept and get vibranium from. Uh, Whatever what's oh gosh now now Andy Circus uh who Ulysses is, Ulysses uh whatever it is. U- yeah. Ulysses S. Grant. Uh yeah, Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> hey, good blame. Um good. and that was a good scene though, actually. That was pretty sweet because he cuts that dude's I, arm off and I then he it. plays it like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to I know. you know, like kind of toys with him. And I think that, that was that was pretty good. That was uh Dude, the whole thing and I, I really liked uh I think once again, cause you know me, I'm always kind of more on the, I like the darker side of things. Um, that whole scene with Scarlet witch going around and touching all of them and having them have their weird little flashbacks and stuff. I really liked all that. I bought into all that and I was like super into it. Um, especially, and then like Andy circus and that whole, that whole scene, I was just like super on board with, um, especially this time around. I think when I first watched it, maybe not so much, but uh, yeah, I really liked all that. What do you think? No, I agree. I think that, I think that all of that worked for me and uh, it all, it all played out really well. And talking um, about like Wakanda too, like talking about, I well, love that and reference. you know, with the, with the gift of hindsight, I mean, it's so cool now what looking mm-hmm. at, you know, looking at what, it has now become. Um, but yeah, and I don't think I appreciated that enough when I first saw it. So, uh, mm-hmm. that, that scene was a lot cooler and I, I did really enjoy, um, all of them turning on each other. And then it, and then it kind of busts into, um, it busts into the big battle between the Iron Man and the Hulk, Iron Man and the Hulk. And you saw that the Hulk buster, what did they call it? Veronica. Um, you yeah, see Veronica. that, you see yeah. that in the Iron Man three. And so, you know, that that's going to come into the fray at some point. And, um, I think that that's, it's another illustration of giving you what you want. You know, you, you always want to know where these characters stand with one another, who's more powerful. And they do that between the Hulk and Thor all the time, because those two are probably the strongest Avengers just on their own. Um, and so it's fun to see Iron Man have to try to take down the Hulk. I know. And yeah. he does for the most part, like he actually takes him down. Um, but mostly it was the fact that the Hulk Bruce Banner was still in there and he kind of saw what was going on on. And he's like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But, um, that, I mean, that fight scene worked for me. That was pretty sweet. I really enjoyed that. You it know, was a super bummer that like Banner had to, it's just like, it, I was so depressed for him, like being in this huge city and having all these people see him as a monster and stuff that like, it almost took yeah, away from the scene sad. because I was more bummed out for the character. Um, but I mean, it still is, it still was a very cool scene and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed, there was one moment where, uh, 
where Iron Man has him pinned down and he just like almost turns his arm into like a little punching machine and just is like punching him so many times in a row. I thought that that was hilarious. Um, how fast can I buy this building? Like that line was really good. Um, so yeah, there was, there was a lot of, a lot of moments in there that, that I really enjoyed. Uh, so yeah, I was a big fan of that fight. Um, I, I think it works on a lot of different levels. Like the way that I kind of was thinking about it during the movie this last time is I feel like this movie is used for a lot of setup for civil war. Um, right. And as I'm watching it, I'm going, gosh, they are just destroying this city and that is not okay. You know? And then watching the, uh, what is it? Sokovia Mm -hmm. watching that whole ending scene and watching them do all this and seeing what happens in the future. And, the events that take place after this because of all of this, you know, like it, it, it makes it all a little bit more important than when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. When I first watched it, I was like, okay, they're just like destroying a city and that's what they do in these movies. But like now I realize kind of the importance of their actions and, and the mistakes that they're making and they're not realizing it at the time, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I liked that about it. And I think, yeah, that fight scene was great. I mean, I just love how like he traps him in that little like cage thing. And then all of a sudden it's just like, gung, gung, and then it sinks down. And then the Hulk just like smashes out of another. Oh man. So like, sick. Like, <laughs> and then he's like, bam. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, it was a it's, super enter. It's an entertaining. You scene. can't go wrong. Yeah. yeah, you can't go wrong with the nobody's, Hulk. Nobody's going to complain that we got to see Iron Man Hulk fight smash, the Hulk. Baby. Yeah, it's no. great. And uh, and I think that here's one more thing in this. Just just so I don't forget about it. Um, another thing that these movies do really well is. And I talked about this, like, what would it be like if these characters fought one another? But I think that it also does a really good job of illustrating the power that all of these characters have and how they're fairly in balance with one another. And I think that they they leave it somewhat ambiguous as to who's more powerful than one another because they do want to leave. They want these characters to be more malleable. And so they... Hulk can suddenly do something at a random time and Captain America suddenly has the power to do something at a certain time. And they kind of, they do leave it fairly open-ended and I don't think that it ever really contradicts itself, but they do leave it fairly ambiguous like Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this guy that can run really fast. Like that's his power. And so there's points in the movie where I was like, what? You know, like he's like he's like knocking out uh knocking out um robots and stuff with his hand, but it's like he's moving so fast that he's just like throwing them down to the ground and then he'll have to stop and be like because <sighs> yeah. he's like exhausted yeah. and it's like as much cardio as this guy does, he's never gonna be able to keep up and like consistently do this. He has to take a break. You know what I mean? But it mm-hmm. also kind of leaves it fairly ambiguous as to how strong he really is. Um and I think that they do that very well with most of the characters. They they mm-hmm. really leave it open ended so that you never truly know who's more powerful than one another, and it's to the betterment of the whole storyline. Mm-hmm. Because well, you know, mm-hmm. when they square off in Civil War, obviously, like the big guys, Hulk and Thor, aren't there. Um, but you know, it's kind of like, well, what would happen if Captain America fought Iron Man? Well, you get to see it in Civil War, and it ends up being going the way it goes. So it's uh, yeah, it's interesting, uh, and I like I like that part of all these movies. I just had to get that in there because I almost forgot to talk about it during the last podcast. Um, so anyway. But no, I think you dude, you have an excellent point. And like, I, I like that example of Quicksilver. That's a really great call. Like how he just kind of stops and breathe. Like, I didn't even really catch that, but it's a great little detail that they throw in there. 
Hey, yeah. one other line that I forgot to say really quick. Uh, Tony Stark at the beginning, I think one of my favorite lines in the entire movie is, he's like, please be a secret door. Please be a secret door. Please be a secret door. And he, he pushes the wall and he's like, yay. And I like, I like that scene. I just like it. Yeah. What does he like? I think he says like, uh, Jarvis, take the wheel or something like that. And it goes down and it's like, Jarvis is my co-pilot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought yeah. that that was, that yeah. was a really funny, that's a really <laughs> funny joke. Um, yeah. The thing is also though, I don't think that the wit is as quick in this one. And I think that a lot of that is just that there was a lot more, the, the writers were much more attentive and, uh, they worked a lot harder on the script for the Avengers. I think that that's just how it is. And, um, they, they, they definitely didn't spend as much time coming up with the screenplay for this because a lot of, a lot of the dialogue seems as if it's just kind of going through the motions. It doesn't necessarily I seem can, as, yeah, as witty or as quick as it was in the first Avengers. Um, so, so I, I hope so that that's improved upon in the next one. Um, but anyway, uh, I think that maybe, you know, maybe Joss Whedon kind of, uh, Maybe he had somebody. I, th- I know that he had somebody write this with him. Well, what, what was the was it the first or the second one that was Zach Penn? Is it both of them? Mm, I don't know, man. Writers. Oh, wait. <laughs> I think Joss Whedon wrote this. He did, but I think that somebody else helped him. It says Joss Whedon. Uh... Oh, no, he wrote this by himself. He wrote to see, I think that's, that's the difference because the Avengers was written by Zach Penn and Joss Whedon. And I feel like Zach Penn has a lot to add. Maybe, maybe that's as true. As far as that yeah. goes. Um, either way. Yeah. So it, hopefully, hopefully the Russo brothers, I think that they're just directing it or helping, they're helping co-write it. But, um, hopefully we get some of that good good quick wit back and i think that it's it's very present in, in captain america civil war as long so. as nick fury comes back i am oh stoked. my gosh that's it dude when he shows so okay after the after that they all split up and they're pretty See, broken then, then we have the lull and, and this, this is our concern dude. and this is our concern dude um <laughs> so and this is you know i made this point when we were talking about the avengers that I really like Jeremy Renner and I really liked Hawkeye in the first Avengers because he has a lot of making up to do because he's the bad guy for the first half of the movie. So when he jumps in at the end, it's like, nice dude, Hawkeye's sweet and it's really entertaining. And in this movie, yes, Hawkeye is awesome, but it's like they had to throw him. It's like they had to throw him a bone because he was left out of the last one for That's so kind long of the feeling that, that they get... were making up for lost time. And at the end of the day, nobody cares about Hawkeye. You know what I mean? Hawkeye's great, sure, but we're not coming to the movie to watch Hawkeye and find out about his family and all of that well, stuff. I might be. No, okay, sure. Did you ever think about that? And there's like 5% of the people that are going to this movie that are really excited to see Hawkeye. The rest My of us are like... For- for Renner. <laughs> the rest of us are like, great. Yeah. I'm glad the Hawkeye's in it. It's fun. Yeah. The family stuff. Um, you know, a I lot of it's it that a, actress too. It uh, is. Who is she again? What's her name? Oh, let's find that out. Elizabeth I, Olsen. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Colby Smolders. No, no. Haley Atwell. Yeah. And she was in grandma's boy. Uh, yeah. she's in a couple of those. She was in freaks and geeks. Um, and she's fine. I just never take her seriously. Like she's Same just season. not somebody that I can actually see on screen and think this is a legitimate 
character. It's always that's that girl that's playing that character. Um, and I mean, and she was in, I think she was in like Boy Meets World or something. And so there's just that like, was that Bob Wiley. That was that Bob Wiley that never stopped calling. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't buy her in that role. And it just, it just didn't, it just wasn't good to me. I didn't like that. It's fine if they had to go to a safe house, but then it's like, so we got the stuff going on with Hawkeye's family and, and then, then you got you the little, the, the romance yeah, with the like romance. the Hulk and, uh, and black widow. And it's like, uh, okay, I'm not buying this either. Um, and then Nick Fury comes in and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is just like all of the things that I don't like about this, this movie. Just all culminating down. into like <laughs> yeah. a 20 minute period of time. Um, but then there is, is, I mean, there is a scene between Robert Downey Jr. And, and uh, Captain America that was really good. And Captain I, America splits the log with his hands. Yeah, that I was pretty that. sweet. Don't steal from my pile. I, li- yeah. I, I liked yeah. all that. I mean, that was, that was fun. Um, but yeah, it's like Nick Fury's back. It's like, Oh my gosh, can we just be done with this guy? Like, and I thought we were at the end of winter soldier. It's like, okay, shield is done. And that's what we wanted because I don't Dude, think shield. Is you cool. can bet your bottom <laughs> that he is going to be in infinity war. Oh, I know. And that's the thing. It's like, if it's they, gonna be if the they spend more the time farmhouse. on Nick Fury than like Dr. Strange or any of the guardians of the oh, galaxy, dude, you, I will be like, come you have on. To, dude, this movie, the keys need to be handed to Spider-Man and the guardians of the galaxy in this movie. They have to be like, they just need to be like, let's go with those guys. We're going to have a whole speculation thing when we get done with this Avengers stuff. But yes, no, I agree. Like they, they need to know who their big hitters are. Especially Peter Parker. Do you remember your mother, Peter? You remember your mother, Peter? Um, I believe there's a hero in all of us. Bring back that Aunt May though. She was great. Heck yeah. She was. Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) Give me, give me a silence real quick. Can Spider-Man come out to play? Can Spider-Man come out to play? So good, man. Bring back that. Bring back Willem Dafoe. Green Goblin. So awesome. But that's, I mean, that's a big part of this too, is that like, okay, we're coming into Avengers, you know, uh, Infinity Gauntlet. We have so many characters play the hits. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody, it's like, if you go see a freaking, I'm trying to think of a, a band. If you go see like an Ed Sheeran concert or somebody, something else that the kids are listening to, you go see a Justin Timberlake concert. If he doesn't play, bring it sexy back. It's like, what are we doing here? You know, you didn't, well, why am I here? Exactly. Exactly. Play the hits. That's what we want to see. So in this next movie, if Spider-Man's not the guy that's the, that gets the most screen time, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Why if it's not Spider-Man and Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, you, it's a missed opportunity because that's why we're all showing up to the theater. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, um, back to this movie. Uh, that whole sequence didn't work for me. I just did not like it, so I'm sorry. Whatever. I think this time around it worked a little bit better for me, but uh, that's just because I'm going with it, you know? Yeah, I was, no. I was fully on board to it, so. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's just... That's a problem I kinda, that I just have I with the movie. Is like I just could not hop thing. on. Yeah, you know, well, he's a hot guy, so hot guy. You gotta <laughs> gotta give the screen time to hot guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just I don't know. There's something about something about yeah. that. But um, and then they go to they have to split up because they figure out that what did they figure out that he was gonna go? Um, oh, he was making he got that uh that doctor that was at the beginning, and mm-hmm. she is very good at. 
whatever creating bodies or creating tissue or doing research on different like molecular biology or something like that. I don't know. Something. Um, and so what, uh, Ultron's plan is, is to take the vibranium and combine it with the cells, um, of like human tissue. And that way you can create like a superhuman on a cellular level. And so that's what he gets that lady to do. And, uh, then they intercept and steal the body. And, you know, that whole stealing the body sequence was fine. I really liked Ultron and the conversation that he had. And then he kills all those people like, Oh, why'd you have to do that? And he has to kill Mm -hmm. all of them and stuff. And then, um, the Scarlet witch and, uh, Quicksilver turn and everything. Um, but at the same time, uh, everything that comes after that, I just, no, actually I didn't. I kind of did like that scene actually. First, a period of time I didn't like it, and then I really liked that train chase when uh, yeah. the the, oh, yeah. the train is off is off the rails and uh, Quicksilver's running around getting everybody out of the way. Um, I really I mean, enjoyed. I fell asleep a little bit. Seriously, but it's like it's like it's like you're so bored by that. Probably, I fell asleep for probably about ten minutes the last time I watched it, <laughs> and one. I think it was right it was right during that train scene. So you take the. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. Stick. I don't. I honestly don't care what happened during that scene. But I did like. I don't know. Something happened. She's driving I, a motorcycle. Right. I did like the train, and then Quicksilver's getting people out of the way. And I like. I like those two new characters kind of joining up with the team, and how everybody kind of hates them to start off. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was cool. But we get back to Bruce Banner and Iron Man, and they are taking that body that they stole, and they are pretty much debating whether they can put uh, Jarvis Jarvis into into it. it. And I think that that that's something where you kind of have to go along with it or not. And Mm -hmm. I do my best to go along with it. But there's part of me that's like kind of a weird superhero. Don't love it. You know what I mean? Like it's just, and I know that I know that, the vision will probably play a huge role in the upcoming movie because he has one of the infinity stones like in his forehead. Um, but yeah, there's wouldn't just be something. The funny... Go ahead. Wouldn't it be the funniest thing if he opens his eyes and the first thing he says, he goes, my lords, <laughs> my ladies, <laughs> BB do everyone it. else sitting on a cushion. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> everyone else not can... sitting on a cushion. Yeah. Uh... Not sitting on a cushion. Um, dude, it's like that. See, the thing is, the the reason I go along with it is because it's that guy. It's Paul Bettany. It's, it's Paul Bettany. It's because I go. I love that guy. I love that actor. And you know, it's his voice the whole time. And then they put him in his body. But he's. Can you name one other movie that deserves his that that in which he's deserving of your respect? Though this a is beautiful the thing. mind. Oh, dang it. Okay, you got me. He is okay. great in a beautiful mind. I okay. forgot about that. Hello. <laughs> 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 because after that, he plays such weird roles. He's like in Priest, and he's in that freaking weird oh, Legion yeah. movie, and then he's in oh. uh, The Da Vinci Code. Like, he just plays all these weird characters. Like, I don't know. I love Paul Bettany in A Night's Tale, though. He is so good in that movie. So good. Yeah. He's great in a and beautiful mind, too, dude. <laughs> he, he is. No, he's great. And the prodigal roommate returns. It's great. Yeah. I freaking love that. 
Anyway, uh, so, but yeah, Vision gets created and it's kind of just like, it feels like a cheap superhero. You know what I mean? I mean, he's just like a God. He is a God. He's perfect in like every aspect and like unpenetrable. So it's like, (laughs) gosh, David, stop. I'm not trying to. Okay. Uh, he's absolutely perfect. (laughs) And Um, uh, you really love this Paul Bettany fellow, don't you? Nah, he's whatever. I don't even care anymore. Um, no, nah, it's it, but I was just trying to say he's like the Man of Steel. He's like Superman. You he's know? too good. You can't touch him. You know. It, I bet. Yeah, well, yeah. It's annoying having a character like having a superhero that seems that powerful, like more powerful than any of the guys that are standing there. I didn't like that he can pick up Thor's hammer. I thought that was kind of annoying. Um, and also, he's a creation of Tony Stark. And so it just like lends itself to way too many thoughts that are just negative upon the Avengers. It's like he's more powerful than everybody, but he's also a creation of Tony Stark. So then it makes Tony Stark just seem like the best. And it's just, I don't know. I, I just don't love the character of Vision. But, I mean, it's whatever. It's fine. It's like I don't, I'm speaking, I'm speaking about it like I hate it way more than I actually do. It's just well you're forced to go along with it and these movies are great so it's like you know okay yeah there's the vision all right whatever it's weird and it lends itself to the best comedy bit in the whole movie that we'll get to it does it does have the best comic bit in the whole freaking movie um so let's get there uh so they they all kind of just go along and like okay vision that's weird whatever and then they have to go to sokovia which is where Uh like the last the the big takedown is going to take place and basically ultron's plan is to raise up this entire city high enough that he can slam it back into earth and it would pretty much mimic what would happen if a like comet or a a meteor asteroid hit the earth and wipe out all well he does that whole speech earlier on about how he is it asteroids or meteors how he's like they're the perfect there were like 20 extinction level events before the dinosaurs went Mm -hmm. out and so let's you know i'm gonna circumvent that or something like that and or do it early is what he said pretty much so that the only thing that's left is metal. <laughs> it's dude. It's such a, it's such a great idea though for a villain because it's like, okay, Tony Stark is trying to create Ultron to be like, to keep the peace basically to save humanity and end violence. And Ultron comes about and goes, okay, you want a perfect place. You want things to be absolutely peaceful. Then get rid of, you know, the only virus on this planet, which is humans. Yeah. Yeah. And so it makes perfect sense. And like, I, I, I really liked his motives at least as a bad guy. That's what we were talking about earlier. It's like, he didn't have quite enough, but there's enough there for me to be like, gosh, I like that. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like Michael B. Jordan, black Panther. You just kind of want to see a little more. I know. I agree. I agree. And he's, I mean, gosh, why are robots so hard on us? Every time there's a movie where robots take over the world, they're just like humans are a virus. I mean, it's just again and again. It's like, come on, we're doing our best. You know, help us. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Don't kill us. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah. But so, and then, and that's where the movie, it's like the movie's already kind of meh. 
in the second in the second act there like it's i'm not entirely on board and then the third act is really entertaining but it's just more of the same you know what i mean it's like you, exactly see, i actually don't know what you mean on that because i think the third act of this movie is so good i'm like so on board with it it's just point. like the exact same thing that happened in the last one it's like and another thing that. And this is this is something that maybe I haven't even brought this up on this podcast, but um, no, we talked about this is that at this point in these movies, Iron Man is the best Avenger, right? Like, that's why we keep coming. That's why we have shown up to three Iron Man movies and he's the big guy in all the Avengers movies. Um, And in the third Iron Man, it's like, wouldn't that be cool if Tony Stark brought all of the Iron Man's to come and fight for him? And there's just that whole thing that happens. And it's like, oh, my gosh. okay, we're just going to keep doing this thing where Tony Stark's creation is turned against everybody and we have to fight him and all that stuff. They did in Iron Man 2. They did in Iron Man 3. And now they did it in this. And it's just like. Okay. It's gonna happen to us. And it's gonna happen to us. Shout out the Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Um, but I just I get a little tired of the fighting of fighting Iron Man. You know what I mean? And they look a little bit different. It's like Ultron's own creation, but it's just it just gets a little old. Um but I well, do hey, think- we talked about this last time, you know, it's just this it's like the just so many drones and so many just like that's always the thing that the bad guy has. It's like the mm. bad guy has himself and a million little things. And I think that it's great because it is really entertaining to watch the Avengers just mop up on a bunch of like weak things that like mm-hmm. they can kill hundreds of them. And they're also like nameless, faceless things. So it doesn't seem like the good guy's killing anybody because they're just random robots. So you can just kill as many of them as you want. Um, and so, and that's like, you know, that's like George Lucas with the stormtroopers and star Wars. They're nameless. They're faceless. You can kill as many of them as you want. Nobody's going to feel bad. Um, but and so I, I just got a little bit, I get tired of that. And that's where I think that infinity war will be successful is that, yeah, there might be like aliens or something that are getting killed like in droves, but there will also be something with bigger stakes going on. And in this movie, there was simply nothing going on other than that. And it was, it was just pretty much, it just felt like a regurgitated third act from the, the first movie. You know what I mean? It felt like the same thing, get the civilians help. And then Tony and, and Thor obviously figure out a way to blow up the whole city that's rising up there. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I think it was super entertaining and I do really enjoy it and I am being harder on it than I actually feel, well, but yeah, it I think, is a little bit, it's just tiresome to me. Yeah. I think there's just, there's, you, you have an amazing point and it's the complete truth. I think there's just a, a case to be made for the basic movie goer. You know, Mm -hmm. um, the person that's watching this movie that doesn't care, you know, that doesn't care that it's regurgitated and isn't getting that into it. I think when you're looking at it from more of a basic spectrum and a simple spectrum that, um, it's a great finale. It's extremely entertaining. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of great quippy lines in it. Um, and one of the things that, uh, I'm not sure who did the music in, um, in the Avengers. Alan Silvestri. So the, the big separation in this one is Danny Elfman. And I feel like in that whole last scene, some of the stuff that he did with the swells, um, you know, not to jump all the way there, but I think we're kind of there. Um, Quicksilver dying, like 
I know it's a character we didn't even know and we didn't care about. And it's kind of just like, okay, let's just throw this guy and kill him. Cause you want to see more of him. But the music at that point was so powerful and so well done. And like that scene was so well done where she just like holds in all this energy and then bursts it out and kills a bunch of guys. I feel like that scene alone as like the culmination of all this stuff kind of did it for me. That's when I was like, Whoa, that was good and powerful, you know? Um, so that I, I feel like it hit home and, and, you know, but it is just the same as everything, you know, it's the same as, as all the other movies. So I do agree with that though, man, when Quicksilver goes down, that part is so good well, because they work on the relationship with him and Hawkeye too, you know? And like, there's a couple well, they of funny have the lines. repeated, they have the repeated line, but didn't you didn't see that coming. Yeah. And then later on, hey, that was pretty good. Dave didn't see that coming. Pretty good. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, and then Jeremy Renner says that to him when he shoots that bullet and he falls through the floor. And then he says that you didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russian Dostoevsky. Um, uh, okay. No, but uh, Justice League. Yeah. And it's, it's a good scene and he goes down and he, and you like to see because that character did need redemption because him and his sister were the bad guys for like half the movie. And so in him dying, I thought that that was, that was pretty sweet. It's kind of a bummer because I really do like, i like his superpower more than I like that character, but I, mm-hmm. I did, it was sad to see him go, but man, when his freaking sister knows that he died and she falls down and clenches her fists and you see all of those robots like explode behind her. That seems awesome. Like it's that is so, so awesome. good. And I, and mm-hmm. I love, and I think that that movie, this movie does get you like the emotional feels more than the other ones have. Like mm-hmm. that one really got me. I was like, Oh my gosh, that was epic. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. Mm-hmm. And it, and it impacted me emotionally pretty hard. So that was good. And it does well to create stakes that these guys can't die. They also kind of copped out and introduced a new Avenger and then just killed him off by the end of the movie. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's nobody. It was nobody important that died. They didn't kill Hawkeye. They didn't kill Black Widow. They didn't and kill. You know, I wish they kind of would have. And know? we'll talk about another character that should have died in a different movie. But that'll yeah, be next yeah. week. That's next um, time. <laughs> but yeah, so, but I think that, yeah, I think that there were a lot of, I think that was amazing, but I think that there were a lot of fun action scenes, um, in that third act. And I really did enjoy, uh, quite a bit of the battle. I think that there were some missed opportunities. I feel like we could have used some more of those scenes of Iron Man jumping down and shooting off of Captain America's shield and that type of stuff that the first one was just, mm-hmm. the first one just nailed and, and they just weren't as prevalent in this well, one. Well, they, they, they paid attention to Hawkeye. Once again, they paid, again, they attention, paid attention to Hawkeye, to Hawkeye during the battle. A lot, which and it's, he did have a hilarious line. He says the uh, the city is flying and we're fighting an army of robots, and I have a bow and arrow. Nothing makes sense. I like <laughs> yeah, that line a lot. That was because it was just kind of like nice. Because she's like, I don't know. And then he's like, I'm going, or... I'm going outside, and the city is flying. And he arms his bow and yeah. runs out and shoots a bunch of dudes, and just it sounds like mayhem and, out the door. And that's it. And that's a good little speech he gives her too. I kind of liked that too. Like the pump up to her. He's like, Hey, I'm gonna go out there. You can stay here. I can send your brother for you. But if you step out that door, you're an Avenger. Like, you have to man up. You have to do this. Kind of a thing. Like, we, we almost talked about with The Quiet Place last week. Like, the yeah. dad talking to the son. Uh, I liked that. 
I like. I could have used another, like a little bit more to that. You'd be an Avenger, kind of like I'm, like not as much of an Avenger as everybody else. I know because right? everybody's it's super like, powered. Me and we're all like, did we? I didn't see like the initiation or anything. <laughs> me I mean, and Black Widow aren't as much <laughs> because we don't have any superpowers. But if you talk to Tony, <laughs> I mean, put in a good word. <laughs> but I can get you in. No, I <laughs> I, I, in the door. I diss on those guys too much because they don't have superpowers, but they are they're cool characters. But they did they spent a little too much time on Jeremy Renner in this movie, and I think that it affected it negatively. Um, but that gets us to this is my favorite line in I think all of the Avengers movies so far. Like it yeah. was the the best uh, when War Machine shows up randomly and he's out there just shooting he's finally guys joining and, the fight. He's like I'm an Avenger right now. Boom. And he's like, what? I didn't give you permission to leave. And he starts shooting all these guys as they're running away. And then it shows Vision fly up, beam a dude in the back. And then he runs up to another dude and literally like splits him in half. And the music swells really big. It's like a choral. It's choral music like as he does it. And it just gets epic. And then it switches back to Don Cheadle and he goes, okay, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, man. I just, for some reason, that's the line, way that it's said. It's the it's way the that delivery. it's set up. It's 100% it's like, the delivery. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is. It's so comical. It's such a good bit. And it's true because it, he has no idea that that guy even exists. And he shows up to this fight and he's like, what is that guy? He's insane. Oh, it's beautiful. I love that scene. Um, so, and then uh, at some point, um, who is it? Oh, it's vision. He cuts off Ultron's power. And so mm-hmm. he can't, he can't jump to another body. So he pretty much gets defeated. And then, uh, they're able to get the rest of the people to safety and they blow up the big floating space or the floating city. Big whoop. Mm-hmm. Great deal. Fun big stuff. Whoop, cool. And movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the other one, he goes through the portal missile, blah, blah, blah. This one floating city blowed up. Big whoop. Big whoop. <laughs> Whatever. We're excited for the next one. So, uh, forward to it. <laughs> you know, what's a, you know, what's a, what's crazy though, is that I kind of forgot about that thing with, they totally have that moment where Hulk is flying off by himself and he shuts himself yeah. out. Yeah. I, in my head, when Thor started, I was like, what is going on? Why, yeah, why is, I was Bruce like, why Banner is there? Hulk out there? You know, See, my question is like, it wasn't really specified. Is that airplane just supposed to be like a spaceship too? Can that thing just go into space, I guess? Well, it better be, <laughs> you know. That- I know. It's like, I guess these things are just made to fly through space. Like, what happened to the Hulk? How did he get there? He had to go through, like, a portal or something. He would have had to. Yeah. Had I don't know, something. man. I don't know how that happened. Now I'm really curious because I feel like he would have had to have gone through something because there's no way that he could get that far just going through space alone. No. So... Weird. Yeah, I would like that answered. That is a query that I do have. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was cool. Um, but the resolution it kind of ends on like kind of a dark note, I guess. It seems you know like somebody died, and like this was more of the Avengers creating chaos for themselves rather than fighting off something evil. Um, and I do like that it does kind of have like the dark note in the for the second one. Um, it's but, more of a to be continued type. Exactly. Type exactly. And it shows the lame Avengers. <laughs> you know. I know, dude. Think about think about if they made another movie with just those guys. You're all oh, oh, oh that's gonna suck. I just want to hear Peter Parker <laughs> chime in and go, 
Wait a minute, you're not the real Avengers. <laughs> it's true. It's got like a ni- 1920s accent, too. Those Avengers <laughs> suck. Wait a minute. Hey, hey I don't see that. I, I don't, yeah. Hey, you're not I'm the not real Avengers, it. are you? I don't think so. No, no, that'd be like 19, like 20s Brit, like England. You know, that's like yeah, a kid so in London. Like, hey, you're not more machine. Hey. <laughs> I got him, man. Yeah, no, it's all taken. <laughs> the Avengers are the real Avengers. Straight all about it. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, it's a good end though. It's fine. You know. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I like it. And like I said before, like the reason why I like this movie a lot more now is because you know where it's going, and you know that these pieces fit elsewhere. It seems better retroactively. It it does. It's it wasn't that great when I first saw it, but now knowing what they were setting up for, I liked it a lot more. What's the okay? Yeah, so the post credit scene is Thanos this time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do it myself. Yeah, so it's fine. Um, so I think that this. I think it'll. I think it's going to go exciting places, and I think that this whole phase three has ushered in like an era of Marvel movies that are so much better. I mean, there's. Like Black Black Panther and Doctor Strange and Spider Man and what else am I leaving out? All the Guardians, both Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy man. one and two, Thor Ragnarok. I mean, most of those movies are better than this movie. So yep. uh, I think that they've done a really good job of making Phase Three really count, and I think that Avengers Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War, whatever, is going to be awesome. So I'm extremely so excited. Too. And I'm glad that we've been taking, faith. I'm glad that we've been taking this opportunity to like really analyze these movies because I feel like going into Avengers Infinity War, I am going to be so much more knowledgeable about where everybody's Me coming too. from. We're not going in blind. It's not like we yeah. just watched these all once in theaters and went, okay, cool. You know, cause that's how like, I've been going into a lot of these recently. You know, mm-hmm. I completely forgot all of the stuff in this movie that would have, I probably would have been thinking a lot more about had I watched it before black panther um so there's a lot of that stuff that probably would have been more useful but um Mm -hmm. yeah i think that i think that about covers anything else you wanted to bring up about avengers or avengers age of ultron Uh, i think i'm just i'm so excited for age of ultron i think it's one of those movies especially this year that like i'm more excited for age of ultron or gosh i know it's it's confusing i keep doing that it gets me too um well no, there's nothing else. <laughs> no, I don't care. I have nothing else. <laughs> no, I've embarrassed myself, and I just want this to be over. It's okay. You made the front page of Reddit today. That's nah, all so. good. Hey, there you go, man. There yeah. you go. Um. So, okay. Now, the question is, the first one... I guess it's so obvious what the answer to the standard question I'd is. I'd rather watch, yeah, I'd rather watch the first Avengers than School of Rock. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But not Age of Ultron. Not Age of I Ultron. I would watch School of Rock over Age of Ultron any day. Now, you, you put Jack Black as maybe Quicksilver. I think that they should just bring in Jack Black as a new Avenger. I think that we need like rock God or something, rock you know, God, shred master. Yeah. The shredder, the shredster or something where he just like, something. he plays electric guitar and is shooting beams at wow. people. Like, a, like waves that just like, you know, and there's no way you can stop the God of rock. See, that's, 
that's it. That's and it. And he just comes Money in maker. from some other like alternate reality or uh, parallel dimension. Whatever. I think that yep. yeah. Cut us a check now, guys. We are. This movie is going to sell itself, and you will be hitting a large part the of the rock market. God. The Rock God, Jack Black. I oh my gosh, could you imagine, dude? If Jack Black Ooh. signed on to be in a Marvel movie, I would seriously. I don't know. I'd lose it. Yeah, we got to contact Jack Black. I love that guy. We He's do. Nice. If anybody, if anybody that listens in our audience knows Jack Black or has any, you know, if if, if you've ever talked to him, just let him know that we love him. You he know? has a standing invitation to join us. Anytime we do Anytime this every week. Podcast. So we if talk you want to come every in, week, <laughs> you want to drop in. We're always here for you, Jack. And we love you. And we love you. Let's okay. rock. Let's rock today. So Avengers better than school of rock. Age of Ultron. Not, not well, great stuff. We've been much more active on our social media. Yeah, dude, definitely. We have been. I mean, this Reddit thing today was funny. Um, I'm happy it took place on the Professor Jones, you know, Professor Jones 23 on Reddit page. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, we are on, uh, we're on Twitter. Been trying to do that a little bit more. Uh, Professor underscore uh, Jones. Um, I'm on Twitter at bro underscore digs. As well as Instagram, we have Professor Podcast. And then we have a SoundCloud Professor Jones. You can find us at uh, facebook.com slash Professor Podcast or just type in Professor Jones on Google. However, you want to find us. Um, the main thing is just please like and, and subscribe on iTunes. That's like the biggest thing. Um, I think we say that every week, but it, the more reviews you get and, and uh, stars you get on iTunes, the more likely that other people are going to, you know, get to listen. So trying to get this out there and uh, we love what we do. So we just want to keep doing it. But I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right on. Well, thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll be coming at you next time. Until then, we live in our lives a quarter mile at a time. Okay. What?